Wait, I forgot to close the window. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Yascast with me, Yasin. But you already knew that anyway. At least I hope you did. I'm not sure how you get to uh, this many episodes without realizing who Yasin is. I mean, some people listen to this podcast have no idea who I am. And I think that's so strange. Like, why are you listening to, like, so many episodes of some person's podcast you don't even know but i guess if you think about it like all podcasts are people that you don't know anyway doesn't matter this is episode 8.1 uh with none other than the lovely ari that is at ari at wetdry.world and may who is also at wetdry.world hi guys hello how are you both doing i'm doing quite good I'm vibing right now. You're vibing? Excellent. That's great. I love to have Hell my yeah. guests vibing on the Askcast. This is episode 8.1, and do you guys know why? Um, windows. Yeah, I heard people making Windows references, and I, I somehow didn't catch it at first. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, huh, I don't see how we'd be in any way related to the 8th episode, but... That's so funny. Well, I mean, this is this is the ninth episode of the series, and what better number nine to be than episode eight point one? Of course, of course, really? we can't count to nine. We can't count to nine. I mean, there was never a ninth version of Windows. There was never a ninth iPhone. There was never a ninth. I think that's. I think that's really it, isn't it? Just, just. I don't iPhone. know if there is actually like a tech device that has used the number nine. Next episode is just going to be called Yazcast X. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you planted the idea. Now it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Taurus, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence of what to call episode ten, <laughs> just because there are so many different options, right? Like it could be episode X, it could be episode Twitter, it could be episode Mac OS. <laughs> oh my! You know, because that was that was OS X. Um, it could be episode done of two hands, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> two two feet, <laughs> but it's good. It's good to have both of you on here. It's good to have uh, a few. Uh, it's good to have two two of my lovely sisters on here. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So the questions I have for you are many and numerable. In fact, I have a whole uh, whole sticky note here filled with them. Nice, nice. I love sticky notes. <laughs> I, I love sticky notes too, just uh, plastering them all over the place. But um, you guys actually haven't been on uh, the Fediverse for, for quite that long, actually. No, especially not me. I joined in August, which still surprises some people. Every time I tell someone about that, they're like, oh what? Gosh. I thought you'd been here for like a year. I'm like, no, it, I've been here like four months. <laughs> it feels like you've been here forever. I've been, a, I've been a lot longer. I've been like two years now, I think. Wait, what? Really? I think so. I, it was December. 2021, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, December 2021. Well, let, let's start with you then, mate, because uh, you're the you're the longest serving person. Oh gosh. Who I've ever had on this show, actually. Everyone else oh, has been gosh. like, oh, I've been here for like nine months. I've been oh, actually no no. Uh, Joe Joe has been on study longer than you have. So after Joe, it's you. Okay. So <laughs> so, <I'm honored. laughs> so that means you've been on the study for what? This is like you were like 14 or something. Oh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so how did you start out then? So, 
I mean, I think By the way, this, just... is the, this is the sh- quickest time between the beginning and the first question, I think, in any episode so far. Let's Getting go. straight to it. Let's 80% go. 80% Yazcast. <laughs> Yazcast percent. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, mate, back to, back to your answer. So, I think I don't really 100% remember, but I think Twitter was starting to go to shit, and I, I use Twitter a lot. Back in the day, before oh, so I'd Twitter moved. was going to shit before Elon Musk. I think I don't remember when that even I think happened. It's, it's been so long almost forever. Point. Like it's really sucks now because mm-hmm. now it's got like quite a political lean, I guess. Mm-hmm. But even like before, like I guess a big part of a lot of social media platforms is you know you gotta get engagement because the sure. only way they're gonna make money is if they keep you on there for long enough and. Mm-hmm. Anger is a very powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. It tends to keep people on sites for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did psychology at university, and that was like 2014, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Um, and even back then, we, one of the things we discussed was how um, anger is a very powerful kind of um, viral emotion, essentially, right? Mm. Because people mm. who are um, angry about a thing will spread that anger onto other people and spread that message. And people who are against that thing will also feed off the, the anger. And their anger at the other people's anger will then also spread. So you have these kind of two different strands of pro and anti whatever who are both angry about the topic from different angles. And they'll spread, they spread that anger um, very effectively. And, and really, most of the stuff that we were looking at was, was pre-social media kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So newspapers, blogs with all that kind of stuff and even even that um you know was was kind of like a like a worry that this is a that anger was a kind of viral emotion and the way that these algorithms are geared is to gears geared towards what is what gets the most engagement and so if offline or in you know early internet days anger was a driving emotion then online it's just even more potent that way it's it's an accelerant almost the the sense of anger that that engagement drives and of course you know we can bring this all the way back into to facebook's uh um acceleration of the facebook's a terrible one Mm. i've never been particularly active on there just because i've I've, there's never been anything of interest to me on there i go on there on occasion currently purely because there's like a really nice like I say really nice, a, a really good resource for just like what's going on in like my local town and yeah, stuff. There's yeah. like a Facebook group for it. Literally the only reason I go there. That's and occasionally browsing Marketplace because it's basically our Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. But beyond that, eh, I have no use for it. Yeah. Facebook is a weird one for me. Obviously, because I'm, I'm much older than both of you. So Facebook was my it was my thing it was the cool thing it was the thing it was yeah, the thing yeah. it was the thing it was the cool place to be on like compared to myspace facebook was clean and minimalistic and it just did the job right and it did yeah. you can see and in fact you can kind of see how facebook progressed in in how every other tech company has progressed now the original implementation is nice and clean and friendly and really cool and really good to use and then as time goes on they bolt on bits and bobs and change things around and it's all ugly and hideous and things break and whatever but i actually don't mind the ux of 
yeah, Facebook Facebook's... that much, but this from the surface. I I don't know what it's actually like to like properly use. I Facebook looks alright. I mean, Facebook's UI and UX is is like fine. Like, there's not much in terms of I like actual cruft in a way. Mm. Like, there isn't. It's it's weird how it, it's still kind of heavy in lots of ways, but it's it's relatively yeah. workable and intuitive. Um, yeah. It definitely suffers from a lot of feature creep, I think. Yeah, there's so yeah. many like things there's, on there's Facebook. There's so many things. I love tech debt. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much, there's so many things on Facebook, but it is mostly usable, you know, compared to anything else. And it's like, you know, but as, as Facebook was the cool place to be. And then, then Facebook stopped being cool because everyone else got on Facebook. And then your grandma got on Facebook. Then your mom and dad got on Facebook. And then it became less cool. And then, you know, your boomer aunt sends you little little gifts on Messenger all the time. It's like, it's cute, it's sweet, it's whatever. But then they get start tagging you and me in, in stupid posts and commenting on your posts. And I was oh, shit, you know, I really can't talk about my drug-filled benders anymore <laughs> because, <laughs> because my great aunt is on here now. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that Facebook's kind of, Facebook's algorithmic design has also kind of stopped me from posting like things on Facebook. I like, I think like I, I like post maybe like once a month and it gets like six or seven likes perhaps because none, no one else that is in my social circle is also using Facebook to socialize. The only reason Facebook like still exists to me is to occasionally check up on people in my life, like my family mm, yeah. and my friends or whatever, in case they've updated their status or whatever, and for Messenger, and to browse um, meme pages, and also to check out meme groups, and also other groups where things get terribly, go terribly wrong. There's a whole <laughs> um, subsection of Facebook called Left Book, which is exactly oh, yeah. what you think <laughs> it is. Imagine if a collectiver was like a whole like Facebook doctrine and you kind of have a, a general feel for what it was. It basically people canceling each other over the most minor differences, people, Facebook group admins kicking you out of the group and saying, oh yeah, if you give us an, a, a, an essay on uh, what you did wrong, we'll let you back into the group. This is, that's it's not very kind of echo chamber yeah, behavior. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got banned from uh, one one of these left book groups for saying, actually, you know, I don't think that China is actually the good guys here. And uh, that, I guess was... you're excited to be here, but this is not the right That's such a powerful copy pasta, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's so funny that you guys you guys like. Like Ari joined after it became a thing, <laughs> but, yeah. but like, yeah, I remember I saw that going around, and I'm like, "What does this come from?" I, I like you finally like made the connection. Oh, it came from like T2 or slash Pebble. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I've never heard of that before. This seems fun." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wet wet dry people like ate that shit up, you know? Like, yeah, wet wet dry. We, we eat a lot of slop up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, you know, like if, if I joined, if I had to join the Fed, if, if I had to join Mastodon again, I would most like 100% join World, like straight up, you know. It's a fun place it's to be. It's a fun place to be. And yeah. of course, SM and, and uh, Emma do a great job of cleaning the place up, you know, like yeah. kudos to you, 
Essam and thank you, Essam. Thank you, Emma. They're they are holding up quite a large fort. I I don't yeah, know fort. how I'd feel running an instance. I don't know how I'd feel running an instance with like more than twenty people on it. I mean, right, like yeah. my own my own yeah. Discord has like a hundred people, <laughs> and it's like it's manageable because only like ten of them are normally active. If I had like twenty plus active users, yeah, it would be I don't know if I could moderate yeah. that solo. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, moderation is one of those things that you never really have to think about if you're a user, but it's something you got to think about a lot if you are an administrator. And, and that's why I have so much like faith in like Autumn, my moderator, my admin. You know, she yeah. does such an mm. absolute fantastic job. It's a grueling, like thankless like task, you know? And, and moderators and admins on the Fediverse and, and in general just don't get enough of it. Yeah. It's really thankless, like by design as well, because yeah. the whole point of moderation is it works when you don't notice it's there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moderation is supposed to be kind of just like a thing that happens in the background as far as the user is concerned. But like if you're an administrator, it is like everything you do, you know, everything yeah. you're playing whack a mole like every single day. Constantly putting out fires. And unlike, you know, the fact that, you know, like Autumn and SM and Emma and, and all the other moderators and administrators on the Fediverse are able to do do that job of playing whack-a-mole while also being like hilarious fucking people and you just know? like having lives in general <laughs> right yeah like like it like it, it'd be one thing if if like they were just straight moderators and admin just just doing that silently no you know like that's like totally cool whatever but i've had that like you know people like sm and emma and autumn and and all the other lovely you know administrators out there are still also active like members of our community and also like yeah hilarious as fucking shit like that's like another level of top like i don't think i could be a moderator and continue and do my like actual like job and also be like a 24 7 shit poster like i can <laughs> i can do all three at once shit post is a full-time job <laughs> shit posting is a full-time like shit posting is my second job you know that's why I, <laughs> that's why i do it during my first job <laughs> yeah it's another thankless effort it is a thankless side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a side hustle yeah exactly you know like i mean i mean i get paid in exposure which you know it doesn't doesn't pay for anything in real life but like it's it's like you know i can i can exchange it for like i don't know like yeah, no, no, nothing. Uh, side, hustle, side hustling on the Fediverse is such a wild concept. <laughs> I mean, the only way I think you'd hustle on the Fediverse is if you're like, if you like that Kenya GoFundMe thing. I don't know if you guys have seen mm. that. Mm. Um, for those of you who are not in the know, there's a, well, I believe, and I think other people believe it, there's this kind of uh, like scam account or whatever that keeps following people or quote or like mentioning people, um, saying that they're like a Kenyan like refugee camp or whatever. I actually haven't heard about this. Every so often I keep getting followed by them and I've blocked like at least two or three of their accounts by now. Um, and it's always a GoFundMe link and it's always, and, and if you do any like 10 minute level of like, investigation you'll find out that this gofundme is registered to some dude in like i feel like in like the uk or something and like his name does not match the name on the account or that kind of stuff it's very clearly obviously some kind of it all seems very above board to yeah, me yeah of course of course <laughs> and you have nowhere if the money is even being dispersed to these <clears throat> to these to these refugee camps in in kenya anyway for, mm. for starters you know and that's, yeah. that's the thing with with um these large-scale fundraisers on, on, in any sense, is that you have no idea what the money's going to, unless it's like 
unless it's like very clear what the, the chain is or in this case the chain is like no clear to me like i'm not gonna trust i'm not gonna give money to something that i have no idea you know but yeah. the, the thing with the kenya gofundme is that i keep seeing people boost it like over and over and over and like obviously it's because it's a it's a good cause worth supporting yeah but, but yeah. they they see they see the post and like oh okay this is something that we should support i'll boost it to get to to make sure it goes places and you know and in reality it's not actually like a real thing at all it's a funny thing because like generally it's a it's a good thing to boost like i don't know things like mutual aid posts mm -hmm. go go crazy on the timeline but um it's very difficult to verify i guess the validity sometimes yeah. Yeah. and it's weird to be skeptical about that kind of stuff just in general like mm. there's just a, a a vibe about it I'm not sure what, the, like, even if there is a solution to that necessarily. <laughs> I mean, misinformation on the internet's a crazy one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The internet is full of shit. The internet's full of garbage. Um, yeah. I read a book called Internet is Full of Garbage. Uh, well, it's not a book. I'm like a, like a very, very long PDF. No, yeah. that is a book. That is a book. Never mind. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's book enough. It's a book enough. It was. I mean, it was. A I book. read the Kindle release. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an. It was. It was a PDF, and it's on Goodreads. Therefore, it's a book. Okay. Yeah. The the essential premise is that the internet, like the internet and capitalism and the internet, have kind of conspired to make the internet full of shit. Right. Uh, the mm -hmm. book opens up with spam, which is the ultimate kind of like shit on the internet and essentially the the thing is that that spam is like is like a problem that like so many different organizations and entities and whatever have tried to deal with and we still have no way of actually like deleted like getting rid of spam like even even today i still get spam in my inbox that is very clearly yeah. spam but like as like that's like a problem that is like not solvable because the internet and capitalism have basically made it so that spam exists. You know, spam would only exist if there wasn't an incentive for spammers to get money from someone. Yeah. One of the, the great ways I've heard uh, some people describe it is it's like an arms race, basically. Mm. You have the people who are making anti-spam tools, mm -hmm. and then you have the people who are making spam tools. Yep. Each one of them is yeah. learning from the other side, and every time they hear about some new developments, it's like, oh... We got to take care of that. No, we got to take care of this on the other side. It just like constantly repeats. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And you can apply that to any kind of like, you know, internet cleanup exercise kind of thing. Like we, yep. we've seen it on the Fediverse itself, you know, like, uh, for example, hate speech. Hate speech. Yeah. As, yeah. as a whole, it's as very whole, difficult to, to hit that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the great Fediverse example, of course, is, is with um, what's it called? Authorized Fetch, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I one of the, the the bad actors of the Fediverse has found a way around it. Um and mm -hmm. I don't know any of the complicated technical stuff, but like in a, and again, you know, that's an arms race in itself. A very small one. But you know, they found a way around it and now what the fuck happens kind of thing. Um Yeah. So the race to stop shit on the internet is kind of geared towards those people who are making the shit up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it's all, all around, like, for example, YouTube React channels, right? Those guys yeah. are like the shit of YouTube, you know? Oh, circumventing content ID, uh. one of the ancient arts. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like, because, because content ID works on exact matches only, you can't exactly copyright claim someone who's reacting to your content because it is a completely different video. That is I think in case of content ID, it's a little bit more complicated than exact yeah. matches mm -hmm. nowadays. Like, they're, they're employing all sorts of tools to 
Like, I, I think the usual, like, oh, you know, boost it up a semitone or stretch it a little bit doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, I think it does yeah. in some mm. cases, but not all, mm. um, because the stuff's just getting smarter. Or I guess it's able to tackle more abstract yeah, kind of, of things of now. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I have like a vague idea of how that stuff works, but the, the whole nature of machine learning and stuff is. It is just kind of a black box thing. Like it's just a we, bunch of yeah. <laughs> like numbers just flowing around in a little box with all of these things uh, go in, weights between them out. and everything. It's it's the fact it it's so large and complex. There's no real way that you can just like look at it and go, oh yeah, yep. that makes sense. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no single person could probably expect to comprehend what is inside those black boxes. No. And that's crazy to think that you know, I mean, look, all, all systems in today's age are so complicated that not even a single person could do it. If you went back in time with the schematics for a laptop today, you just wouldn't be able to do it all by yourself because it requires so many individual components that you just would not have the ability to do yourself. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And also speaking of YouTube, by the way, guess what? This podcast is now even more controversial. Oh, no. What's <laughs> uh... happened? So YouTube launched uh, a podcast um like section or whatever in in youtube oh yeah they've been pushing podcasts more or haven't they yeah yeah so so a google podcast is showing down in about like nine months or whatever and youtube will be the replacement for podcasting i've uh, had this one before yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder i wonder how this is gonna end we at google think we can totally take a nice foothold in this area and we totally won't bastard it up so uh, this, happened, this happened with Google Play Music yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of Google Play Music <laughs> yeah. and made it into YouTube Music, which is How infinitely more How many messages apps do they have again? So, <laughs> so many. So, so Google Podcasts, which is a very actually decent podcast app, it comes, it comes in, built in on your Android phone. Uh, it is very good. It, the search is fine. The playback stuff is fine. The quality is good. It, it lists your episodes like appropriately. It's fine. It's good. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so YouTube podcast launched in the UK fairly recently, I believe like this month or whatever, allowing mm -hmm. creators to upload their podcast to YouTube. And I thought, okay, this is great for me. That's another platform now that I can do stuff. And um, so YouTube, just like any other podcasting app, will now take the RSS feed and the episodes from that and upload it. And that's all the hard work done. So it's, so it's easy as pie for me to do, except... <laughs> It actually kind of wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. So I had to submit the RSS feed to YouTube, which is like totally okay. That's fine. I did that with the other mm -hmm. stuff too. Then um, after it, so then it took a little while to process the, the stuff. That's fine. What it does, it converts them to uh, a video with a static image, which is yeah. what happens with music anyway. So not that big makes deal. makes sense. Not a big deal. Yeah. And then it turns out that after I had, submit the RSS feed, all the videos were actually marked as private and no one could, no one could watch them or listen to them. Oh. And I only knew this because someone was like, hey, Yasin, I can only see the latest episode. Where's the rest? Like, uh, they should all be there. So I went back, manually undid, like, changing visibility. That's cool. That's fine. Whatever. Anyway, um, the podcasts aren't, aren't, act aren't actually podcasts. They are a playlist of videos, which YouTube will then, like, automatically update, which is kind of different to how Google Podcasts or any of our podcast app would do it, which is it will mm. show you a list of the episodes in under description, whatever. So it's just a playlist, which, okay, sure, fine, whatever. 
anyway, now, but here's the thing. Um, YouTube will, will um, like scan the podcast like they would a video, which means that I am, I have to unintentionally, I have broken YouTube's misinformation guidelines. Huh? Oh. Episode one, which is the third episode in the series, is now compl- is now unavailable on YouTube because, right, at one minute, one hour and eighteen minutes in, Matty made a joke where he compared, where he said that five G turns you gay. No. <laughs> it's just gonna get claimed now. And because <laughs> of that, because of that joke, right, I I broke some misinformation policy of YouTube, and that, that, that episode is gone. It is erased. I've appealed it, okay? But there's no actual way to, like, describe why you're appealing it. You just have to hope. But, it, like, this, that episode has been out for, like, over, like, two and a half months now, right? It has been on every single other podcast platform known to man, and not a single one of them has, <laughs> has taken it down or any of the other episodes on my list. That is bizarre, because, like, if I'm not mistaken, stuff like that is usually manual review, so, like, someone would have had to have reported that. I'm not sure if, like, YouTube, like, has a bot go through the transcripts and go, like, oh, I mean, that's what I think. 5G and gay? Mm. This looks sus. I'm going to send this up to to headquarters. No, I'm pretty sure that has to be manually reported, so I'm curious what happened there. Yeah, because the timestamp is very specific. It is. It is weird because the time summit is like at like in like the middle, of yeah. that little segment where Matty talks about five G making you gay or whatever the hell he said. Um, <laughs> Don't say it again. We're gonna get <laughs> you know what? When this episode goes on YouTube, this is gonna get demand. This is gonna get fucking fucking hell, man. <laughs> it's all uh, over. It's all it's all yes over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And so I mean, I'm still gonna upload videos. I'm videos. I'm gonna still upload episodes to YouTube. But like, if it if it keeps getting me in trouble, I might have to just stop. Which is a shame because obviously some people are like, oh, why aren't the episode on YouTube? I'm like, well, actually, YouTube's workflow sucks for uploading like podcasts. Um, the workflow kind of makes sense. It's basically just rolling off their existing infrastructure. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. hey, hmm. we have videos. You can just upload it as a video, and we have playlists. I mean, like, it You're makes sense from like a YouTube perspective, but like from a podcast perspective, it like completely. Doesn't it's quite... really similar to how YouTube music works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very similar. But I feel like it's a complete, it's a weird way of doing it that, that doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, but like, it's YouTube, so whatever. Right? Yeah, you're you're kind of using a, a wrench to hammer nails. Yeah, essentially. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wrench to hammer nails. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and yeah, the, the only thing though is that um, YouTube does not give any information back to my host. So um, my host is by Fighter Podcasters. Essentially what? what YouTube <clears throat> not providing yeah, I know. valuable information yeah. when something goes wrong. So I never heard of a situation <laughs> like that. <laughs> so when you when you submit a podcast through RSS to another feed, to another uh, platform, so for example Apple or Atenopods or whatever, right? They will feed back playback information to me. So the view account and how long they listen to whatever. All the all the kind of good stuff that I need to know. Right. YouTube mm-hmm as far as I can tell, does not feed any of that information back because I know that on YouTube I have about like 20 views. And if I go mm-hmm. and check my, um, my host, 
they will not report anything from YouTube at all. Like, they, there's nothing there. And I'm thinking that YouTube actually isn't passing on any of that information back to my host, which is very annoying for me because now to like manly kind of add all the YouTube stuff. And it's like, it's annoying. It's very annoying because everyone else does it just fine. Like, even, even Apple is like, yeah, sure, here's all the information. I'll pass it back to your host for you. No problem. You know, it's like, yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, Google is the one that's like even fucking even fucking Google Podcasts passes the information back just like just like YouTube music is worse <laughs> oh than Google gosh. Play music. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think they literally just like brought in the old YouTube mentality with that one. To YouTube be always wants to be different in all the wrong ways. It is just it's just very annoying. It kind of sucks, you know, as like a as like a workflow <clears throat> thing. And now now I completely understand why everyone fucking hates YouTube as a creator. Because this is my this is my like, first experience <laughs> of, oh, using, yeah. of using YouTube as for, for anything, right? Because all Welcome I do is watch stuff on it. And I know I'm in like a pretty lucky position. Like I've been doing YouTube stuff on and off for quite a long time, but I've thankfully never it never in like a really bad way run into those kinds of problems. Like mm. have I hit copyright issues? Yeah. But it was copyrightable content. So go figure, you know, the solution is just, you know, re-upload it with something that's not copyrighted, right? Yep. Um, but, like, I, I hear some of the stories that go on with, I mean, it's big and small YouTubers alike, yep. and they go through, like, the stupidest goddamn shit, and I'm like, how, how, does this even, how does this occur? How have I not had this occur to me? I'm thankful, <clears throat> but, like, how? It's so bizarre. Yeah, exactly. And YouTube, it's like, you know, hammer and nails, whack-a-mole yeah. kind of thing. It doesn't make me confidence for a potential future where I actually do become a larger creator. And like, mm. that is a thing that I'm partly doing, like, for money. I could see that being a potential problem yeah, down the yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like, okay, YouTube sucks if it doesn't work out. Then, well, I have all these other podcast hosts that can do all the... but it's still annoying because obviously it just means that if it's on youtube then it's more accessible and more people can listen and that's great because i want people to listen to the stories that i'm sharing with you know from from my from my dear friends and it's frustrating we need brain rot to hit as many people as humanly possible <laughs> exactly yeah we need we need the brain rot we the need dry world manifesto <laughs> <laughs> we, we need more people to appreciate you know the the comedic timing of myself and oh this is supposed to be precisely <laughs> oh my gosh. i couldn't have said it better myself i realized we have actually sidetracked again um <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that we were asking me. You know what? Forget about that time of first question. Like it's been like half an it's hour. It's been half an hour. <laughs> we still haven't. We still haven't asked. Oh my fucking god! You so know, so much what? for the speed run. So much for the speed run. So much for the speed run. This is I've. I've uh, look. Okay, back to back to May. So, yes. So Twitter was going bad and that's when you decide to join the feddy correct yeah so i think i i knew emma ivg from twitter before and just ah. various other places so i saw i saw that she was posting about i saw that she had joined the feddy but she was originally you're gonna you hate this she was originally on macedon.social i think emma no <laughs> oh! 
Look, I'm sending all... a DM right now. <laughs> look, look, we've all made mistakes in our life. You know? <laughs> we've all made mistakes. I will forgive Emma for doing that. Yeah, and I think she moved to Wet Dry World because, of course, that's run by SM. It's a lot more, you know, community-controlled, selective, let's say. A bit more smaller. It's a lot more not full of bastards. <laughs> exactly, right? So I just saw that um, SM owned that, and I, of course, I knew SM Lightleaf because SM made SM Bot, which is a great Discord bot, which makes funny caption gifts and a lot else. Um, so I was like, hey, why not? I'll give it a try. Sure. So I joined, and I just it, it just kind of went off from there. I just over time I stopped using Twitter as much. I started using Feddy more, and I just really enjoyed it being like a community. Okay, that's cool. So, so Wet Dry World is like over two years old at this point. I don't know when was Wet Dry World introduced. My like background for joining, I actually forgot to um, mention. Ari, I never asked you. Yeah, um, I haven't <laughs> asked you, Ari. Uh, oh, I thought I thought I already uh, had said something about that. No, oh, it was when we joined. I right. can't. I can't believe you just spoke out of turn there, Ari. Oh I can't God. believe no. it. I can't believe it. I'm gonna have to kick you Reduced out of this episode. To ashes. No, 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 so Ari, when, 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 and why did you <clears> join the Fediverse? What was your, uh, your, what's your origin story? Yeah, so I had joined, my account says August 6th, um, so quite recently in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time that I had joined, I was already fairly firmly against using Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll open it from time to time, but almost all of those times just because someone linked me something from there, sure. or I'm going to go find something that I posted fucking ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I... I th- don't remember exactly when I had kind of just stopped using it. I think it could have been early, early this year, maybe. Sure. Uh, sometime maybe around the, yeah, I don't know, somewhere in the, like first quarter or something like that. Um, it was, I think, sometime at the beginning of the summer, maybe. I had, I know around there at least, I was using Tumblr actually. Okay. That was kind of where I had like migrated over to, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I mean. It's got pretty much all of the stuff that I would have otherwise missed from Twitter, which was just cool artists. That was pretty much the only nice thing I was really getting out of that. Like, you have the meme accounts and stuff, but I can live without the <laughs> meme accounts. Half of them end up getting into drama anyways, so I'm just not interested in that. But, like, the amount of super sick artists that I was following on there is it's still a bit of a bummer that all of them have completely relegated themselves to there and have not, like, fully. It doesn't seem like they fully considered migrating, uh, much less attempted it, but I don't mm-hmm. know. To each their own. But yeah, I'd already pretty much been off of there. I was on uh, Tumblr for a while. And what had happened, I don't actually remember how I came across it. I was scrolling on Twitter for some reason or another, and I actually saw... um a link that emma had posted on her twitter um it was it was essentially because i i'd already known that like emma had migrated off to well from my you know more out the window view of it because i had never been on fetty before i was just like oh yeah she's migrated to like macedon or whatever uh, whatever's going on oh, over so, there. So did you know Emma on Twitter as well? I did, yeah. No, I don't remember exactly how that started. 
Uh, I, I remember I'd been following Emma for, I think, like maybe a year or maybe even two at a stretch sure. uh, prior to this. And we had like interacted in like very small bits, um, okay, okay. but I don't think anything major. <clears throat> I think we might have been mutuals, but I don't remember exactly. But yeah, at, at some point I'd, I'd come across this link and it claimed to be an invite code. <laughs> now, here's a fun thing. Wet Dry World is not an invite-only instance, <laughs> and I, I didn't know that at the time. My perception was, oh, cool, this is like some like exclusive club thing. Well, you know, I need more excuses to not be on Twitter, so sure, I'll go see what this is all about. Um, so I made my account, I got my first app, I think, uh, like my, um, my first iOS app. I don't remember what I had used at the beginning, but since then I've mostly been using Ice Cubes, sure. and I very recently got um, my invite to try out Fetty Text, so I'm giving that a go as well. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I accepted the invite code, <laughs> which is basically just a decorative link that just takes <laughs> you to the sign-up page. <laughs> when I had brought this up to Emma, like, I think, I don't know, a couple weeks or a month or so later, I don't remember exactly, the <laughs> I got fucking laughed at so hard for falling for the bit. <laughs> you, oh my god! So you're telling me you joined Wet Dry World because you fell for some prime primo bait? Yep. Um, and and the thing is, there was a I think some sort of a running joke. It's like, oh yeah, you know, if we just pretend it's an exclusive club with invite codes, then <laughs> way more works. people will join. The thing is, it totally works. Right, it, it is such a good strat. I mean, Charles, um, I didn't know that Wet Dry World was was open invite until this moment. So yeah, yeah, it it the exclusive like club vibe really does work. It I'm not sure. I, I honestly I think it probably should be invite only at this point because it's I, gotten quite large now, and the moderation yeah. team is still very like two people small. So I mean, you guys are on about like I think like 900 active users at least we're coming up to it yeah no i think the the last check was like 840 or something right yeah yeah, yeah. so that's quite sizable for a it's small huge. instance um yeah. and especially since only only two of you i mean when i was on snowden we had like at before before we before it um before it got shut down rip snowden.town no rest in peace rest in peace Good place, good place. Um, before it got, sh before it closed down, we had about three hundred users, and we had two moderators. So two, mm -hmm. one, one, one admin and one moderator. So yeah, for two, for Emma and SM to, to take care of like nearly nine hundred people is incredible. But that's 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 daily active users. Sorry, monthly active. No, is it monthly? Yeah, monthly active users. That's not yeah, like I an actual like total user count. It's probably much higher. You... Yeah, like, I don't know how many of those people are, like, actually currently active. I think I maybe am mutuals with 20 Wet Dry World users, maybe? Um, give or take? You... I don't know, like, the exact numbers. I've never, like, properly looked at it. That's just my, like, vague guess. Well, that's fun. That's fun to know that <clears throat> you two have, like, like... You two are so, it's so funny because May has been on Vay for like two years and you've been here yep. for like almost six months, like completely different, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like May is a, a veteran, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 basically been through the war, <laughs> been through the war. And Ari is like a, like a, 
I'm a uh, new Jack. <laughs> and I was a greenhorn, but people are like so confused by the fact that she she is one. Like I, I thought that she'd been on Fatty for like ages. And I just didn't like I just didn't interact with her at all until fairly recently. Hmm. The reason why I didn't interact with you until fairly recently, Harry, was because you only joined fairly recently. Who would have exactly. thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, I think I remember it-, it was like only a short while into my time on Wet Dry, I started seeing a bunch of your posts getting boosted. <laughs> And I, I very quickly got the impression, wow, this person seems insane. Awesome. <laughs> you saw my post on Fetty and that was just kind of it for you following me, right? Yeah, I think I had, I'd seen your posts like floating about for a couple days. And then at some point I was just like, yeah, I see them on the timeline enough. Their posts are pretty funny. I'll follow. That's usually my mentality with following a lot of people. Yay! It's like if I, if I see Great. their stuff enough and it's like consistently like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Then I, I usually Consistent. follow. I'm consistently good. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. <laughs> you're, consistently, you're consistently good too. Yeah, yeah. So you followed me and I, I followed you back because uh, uh, like Wet Dry World... And also, like, you know, I liked your vibes. And then uh, May followed me because you posted the uh, Welcome to Wet Dry video, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then I commented saying, oh, my God, this is such great work, you two. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. And then May was like, thank you. And then May followed me. I was like, well, you know I what? Think- if... I, th- I think I'd seen your posts in the timeline before, and right. I was just like, this person is maybe a little bit insane. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I had at the back of my mind that I knew who you were, but then I saw you comment on the post, and I was like, okay, I might as well follow them. And I followed you back because, like, wow, well, this person seems really cool too, so I'll follow them back. And oh. now here you girls are. You have Hell both yeah. been embraced into the Yas family and also on my podcast too. Let's go. Yeah, I've never done I mean, podcast May's... stuff before. Actually, I've thought about doing it personally, but I've just like mm. been like, yeah, I don't really know what I talk about. Well, don't worry because I'm I'm doing all the questioning. We again, got the so. questions. <laughs> I got I got the questioning here. No, that's great. Yeah, and and now both you and my family and uh, May is only here so that I can claim a child benefit on her. Yes, behalf. of course, for tax reasons. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Although if I if I I mean I like. I don't actually know how many people who are in the family who like are of the age that would allow me to claim child benefit on their behalf are, and I, I don't know if I want to count that much. <laughs> I mean, even even before Fadi, the Yas family was kind of like a very gangly, uh, tangled mess of of weirdness. It it kind of got pretty weird in real life. I mean, like when I was at university, like it was also a thing mm. too. Um, and, and that kind of got like really kind of tangled and messy and stuff. It got real, even more tangled and messy and stuff when, when, you know, two people started dating and then that like, technically like caused like an implosion, I suppose, if you want to think of it, oh, uh, cause of the, cause of the implied, um, the implied, uh, well, I mean, you know, if, if one was my sister and everyone was my brother, then you get the kind of, I mean, it was funny to me. I think it was funny. Like that, that happened. Probably not so funny to to them, but you know, <laughs> I, I, they 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 they're the ones who fell in love, not me. So not my problem. Their business. Am I right? Their business. That's right. So the the first question I actually want to ask you guys is: so so does that? So uh, were you two friends on Twitter before Fetty, or was it Fetty where you two became like? It was Fetty. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great. At the so, beginning of all things, it was Fetty. That's so cool. Yeah, you two are real close. I get that. Should feeling. I tell this story? I think I reached out to Ari. Okay. 
what was it? I think I just saw one of your posts on the timeline. And I was like, I, I was really looking for more music producers to follow on Fetty oh, because yeah. there's not that many music producers on Fetty. Right. They're mostly still stuck on Twitter, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, a music producer. And then I, I was on Discord and there's this music producer community Discord server called Form that a lot Hell of music yeah, producers form. are in. So I just searched on Discord for Ari's name, realized it was the same person on Fetty, and just shot a DM saying, oh my god, no way, I recognize you. You're cool. That's awesome. I remember we then had like a several hours long conversation about <laughs> underscores, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty That's sure it was so underscores. Cool. As That's fate so would cool. have it. We talked about a lot. That's what usually happens when I meet someone. It's just like info dumping. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. Yep, yep. I I know what I know. What you mean. <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad. That's really cool. Yeah, because you two have you two have totally have like the the BFF vibes going on, which is <laughs> yeah. which is real real cute. Yeah, we've I mean, like I, we've I, noted like uh more recently. Like yeah, no, we got like real close, real fucking fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. I mean, you know. It's like it's like with me and Jess, right? Like who was on the episode before the last one. Mm. Um, Jess is my IRL BFF, and like we we we're, we're pretty close. We came close real quick, actually, at university. And you know, sometimes it gets to the point where like you know, we both pooped at the same time, despite the fact we're like two and a kilometers <laughs> apart. You know, um, so I imagine there's a future where the two of you have pooped at the same time, and. That's it, you know. That's that's true friendship, right there. I think I do make my my best posts from from the bathroom. I think possibly. You know what? You know this what? Is true. But I it's, make it's the true, better right? ones it's at so... my desk because I have Affinity Photo open, and that's when I do the photo edits. <laughs> <laughs> the the best, yeah. You know what? Sometimes the best posts are the ones I thought of on the toilet, and I'm like, yep, yeah. This is this is good. My this is my go most out. recent banger I know was the the Steam Deck vent fume scented candle. <laughs> I think I, I made some joke about it. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can find it here. Is Elasticsearch working today? It is! Awesome. Um, I made a post, I think it was just yesterday. I don't know what the big fuss is. This social media engagement thing is easy. All I gotta do is boost a JPEG of a candle every couple hours and it gets like 50 extra boosts and favorites. What I did was I boosted it a couple minutes later and it got another 50 boosts and favorites. I mean, that's the thing, like, do you have no... I mean... Like boost take again. it from <laughs> <laughs> like take it take it from me who's 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 obviously a quite a prolific uh, good poster mm. on on that day. You know you have no idea like how 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 a post is gonna go once oh, you yeah. post it. You're like you know like uh, one of my most one my my ultimate one of my best posts of all time on this instance where I'm on zero zero is um some like JPEG I ripped off some like off like facebook or something like i down like i pressed like right click download image share to <laughs> share, share to 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 um to fatty mm-hmm. i wrote the old text and just post it and like that's it and now it's like it's like 1000 likes and 900 boosts or whatever and then occasionally post i make about tech get like a whole load of boosts and stuff I'm not like a tech person. Like I, I, I mean, I know bits and bobs about technology, as you guys know from my post. But I'm not like a coder or programmer or whatever. But, no, we're we're like we're insane for it. We go crazy on this. Like, it's like 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 literally like the the like I wrote like a low effort post, which is something like what genre of music is Postgres? 
Right? I don't even fucking oh. know what Postgres is. Okay. No, I'm thinking like, about that now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even fucking know what a Postgres is. Okay. I just see you guys mention this word like loads of times. I'm like, this must be a thing these guys do on the computer, right? So I'm gonna make a joke about this thing, and that's like, like I I posted like two days ago. Okay. I'm and it could be like an ambient jungle, honestly. Postgres. <laughs> <laughs> I posted that, I posted that like two days ago, and it's still organically getting like boosts and likes and stuff. Oh like I don't gosh. have to self boost it; it just keeps going, right? Yeah. And the other one that keeps doing the rounds <clears throat> is this one where I did like a like a um like a a source. Uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, on web pages, the source stuff. Uh, Page source. Like Inspect element. Oh, yes, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, inspect that's it. Element. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, why did it was like an inspect element of I think like Clipchamp or whatever, and I replaced the words um, Google Chrome and Microsoft Edge with Google Adware and Microsoft Adware. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember. That's so time. easy. And I, I just, it's so easy. And that's so easy. That's so easy, right? <laughs> like all I did was inspect element, change a few words around, like, I, and it's funny, right? It's funny. Absolutely. And I posted. I thought that's it. That's it. That's fine. That's like. That's like 600 odd likes and like 500 odd boosts. I was like, yeah, it's true. But also it took me like five minutes, right? And then compare that to, to stuff that's like, that I like put effort into, like, like this podcast, I suppose. <laughs> or, or like anything, anything that requires like, anything that is like more than a paragraph long. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, kind of thing. But the other thing is that even when I, things that I have posted that are like long, also get like loads of traction for example i posted back on snowden i posted um like a like a kind of a small micro essay about the government's um anti-protest plan mm -hmm. and as, as i put a bit of a headline i was like this is why i'm a like a threat to the state kind of thing and yeah. it was just like a long listing of you know the government has outlawed protesting the government has removed these civil rights and all this kind of stuff and that post i think got like 11,000 likes and so so many amounts of boots so so the so i really have no advice here i guess <laughs> it's just like the best way to make your post go viral is to be me <laughs> it's as simple as that really <laughs> it's as simple as that you have to be me be you know? funny be funny think... and also be serious yeah and also be both in like a, a relatively like rough like i like i guess i guess Really, what posts of mine go viral are like any post? <laughs> it's an interesting one because, like, um, especially I, I, I mean, if you're just looking for a post to just get shared around a lot, if you're looking for it yeah. to go viral, um, I'm not some guru with this, so like, I can tell you for the most part, like, you know, how to go viral in any capacity, <laughs> but I, I do know, like, just from my own anecdotal experience, I guess, sure. The things that tend to go real hard on the numbers are just, you know, if it's short, snappy, and agreeable, I guess. Yeah. Most yeah, of the time, that is just funny shit posts. Like, Steam yeah. Deck Vent Fumes Candle. Literally anyone who's, like, owned a Steam Deck or knows someone who has a Steam Deck has probably heard of the Steam Deck Magic Fumes from the vents. <clears throat> um, for those who don't you. know, for those who don't know, just in case you don't, <laughs> Um, I noticed this from the first day I got my Steam Deck, and I thought it was just, like, a temporary thing, 
no for some reason the steam deck has a very lingering like vent smell it's like this um the best way to describe it is it's very much factory plastic um so if, <laughs> I if know you're exactly the kind if of your smell. console starts yeah. getting warm from you playing some games all you got to do is just like you put the top of the console to your nose you just take a deep breath and you just smell the production line that it came off of <laughs> and there's something surprisingly alluring about that and it's become a whole meme now because well haha it's funny to huff my console's vent fumes <laughs> but also um there's a screenshot that's gone around from steam support someone asked like hey is this like okay to do and they were like look we don't think that it would hurt you but you probably shouldn't be huffing your vent fumes we get that it's a meme is actually part of it we understand that this may be a meme but for your own like personal safety we would maybe recommend against that yeah that's fair enough. so good <laughs> nerd emoji you can't huff the vent fumes <laughs> <laughs> no actually one of the other posts that did did go hard you know actually you're right in, in what you said i think because one of my other posts that have gone hard and continues to like linger on in the fatty collective is the boiled pizza oh the oh, boiled pizza like that was again. That was just me. I, I, someone like I crib. I, that image was like on Facebook. I downloaded <laughs> it. I pasted it into the text box. I added the old text. I put the caption. I hit post. That's it. Five hundred likes or Wait, whatever. No, you know what? Posts. That's the mm. trick. You put alt text on it. That's what makes it go hard. <laughs> I'm not actually entirely wrong. I've heard people like come out and outright say, "Yeah, I'll I would boost your funny meme, but you didn't put alt text no, no, on it's it, true. so I don't want it's to." It's true. I, I never boost anything that it doesn't have alt text. Yeah. Obviously, the the exceptions are bot posts because bots can't add alt text, so I forgive them. But yeah, that, it's a funny but, but one. Humans, uh, the, the but humans one. should be able to add old text. And uh, yeah, you know what? Adding old text is a good way to do it. And especially when it's something like board pizza. But you're right. You know, <laughs> it has old text. It is a short message. It is disturbing. It is like like jarring, right? I, I think I and, showed my mom the boiled pizza image and she was very, very confused. But she's also very much like used to the kind of humor that myself and even my friends have right, sure. uh, like she doesn't entirely get it nor does she claim to but she just kind of accepts it it's like yeah you know this seems this seems like an ari thing to do that makes sense so so ari yeah yeah, yeah. like and and the the board pizza thing like has stuck around so hard that people will, will tag me in posts about Bold pizza being mentioned <laughs> in like any capacity and like so, there was this one video that came out recently of some guy making like pizza soup in which he boils the pizza oh, no. right and that like went hard on youtube and then obviously people shared it on feddy and every time someone shares that video when that video came out and it got shared on feddy like i think like in like one day i got like 10 different mentions <laughs> of someone or something. oh and, 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 and oh yeah seen you've probably seen this video by now Yes, of course I have. I have seen the boiled pizza. I have seen the pizza soup, okay? I've seen them all. I've seen every goddamn I've seen pizza them all. that's I've ever seen... been boiled. <laughs> I've seen this. But yeah, I've seen many, many, many boiled pizzas my, in, my, I've seen in my life. many a boiled pizza in my time. Something to tell the grandkids. Uh, Remember when I was your age, I saw so many boiled pizzas. <laughs> 
So another question I want to ask both of you, because you're you're both like music producers. Yes. Um. Yep. So there's obviously conversations about AI in in like art. Um, yeah. But is is there is there a similar kind of conversation in the music scene? Um. Or, or is, is, so. is AI music kind of like a different thing entirely? There has recently, I saw, unfortunately, uh, when I open Twitter for the one time a month that I do. <laughs> that's a good way to start um, talking about opening Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> that's the only only kind of fortune you're getting is the bad one. Exactly. Twitter, um, unfortunately, called X. Because <laughs> I follow a lot of music producers there still. There was a lot yeah. of boosts and replies to this thing that was marketing itself as oh you can type in a prompt and it'll generate a song based on the prompt and it has lyrics and it's musically coherent and it's it's definitely a conversation because it's it's like when i don't know if anyone was around for this but when sort of stable diffusion or was it dally was just yeah. Like becoming mainstream. It was like and Dolly just... because it was the mainstream one, and then Stable Diffusion was what the slightly more savvy people would then install yeah. on their BV computers to just yes, have Dolly right, at yeah, home. Was, I think it was called Dolly Mini or something, and everyone was <clears> on Twitter was just like, "Oh, guys, you can type a funny word. Oh, yeah. look, I made my OC, and it looks like a pencil drawing." <laughs> that was before it got really good. Everything was like smudgy back then, but now, yes. on, but now, of course. It's actually trying to like be on the same level as real really fast. Like, and we're gonna unfortunately, like, inevitably, we're gonna see that in the music scene. And there's definitely a conversation to be had about sort of the right use for those tools and the the copyright implementations behind them, especially. Sure. I've got a yeah, bit yeah, of a bold take on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. I'm not convinced that we're going to see AI take a huge foothold. I mean, there are areas where... In terms where, of music or in terms of... In, sorry, in, in music. music uh, I mean, in, terms of art, in, yeah. in general, in, in the arts, I, I would... In the arts, okay. Yeah, call it optimism or, or whatever. I don't think it's going to stay in the arts. I think... I think, okay, first of all, the, the, the whole thing about calling it AI, I've always gotten bugged about, but I'm of not course, the first to course. say that. It, it's the buzzword that we all use. It is machine learning, though, at the end of the day, which... Yeah. You could consider, I suppose, a subset of AI. Like, a machine is kind of learning in a, in a broad sense of it. Like, things are being tweaked internally to adapt to yeah. a set of goals that of has course. been laid out in front of it. Which is, yeah, it's pretty much what learning is. <clears throat> but um, but it's, it's, it's mostly probabilistic as opposed to semantic yeah um learning you know which is completely different to how humans learn, but, um, humans learn through semantic and context whereas these machine learning algorithms really only learn through through essentially rolling billions of dice at once yeah, but, yeah it's it's a very yeah it's a very power hungry uh operation but um what is it in in general i think it like machine learning has its uses it can mm. be a valuable tool However, in you know the beautiful capitalist fashion, it has been like shoehorned into so much more than it was oh, ever God, really yeah. meant to support. <clears throat> like, um, I I can't think of that many like other examples from the past. Mostly because I you know eventually we move on, we forget about it. It's like oh you know what, glad that's over, and then we just move on with our <laughs> lives. But I mean, it happens a lot in the software space where, you know, some 
new thing will take hold and a lot of people think man this is the shit we're gonna put this in absolutely everything yep. and yep. then five years later they're coping with all of the tech debt that they just like pile on top of themselves <laughs> um and absolutely like hating everything in terms of art though because it is such a i won't say human it's such a sapient trait um yes yes that like you can imitate anything you want with any sort of algorithm or whatever but part of the reason that people like like art most of the time anyways is a bit like be it subconsciously or otherwise because a lot of people don't think too deep on art but there i feel like there no, is a course. very strong kind of like just this subconscious human connection that's made with art because it's a form of expression at the end of the day yeah the more expressive the art the more you're able to connect with it but if there's a like an algorithm that's just got a big data set of this art is good and then it just smashes it all together and gives you this art well the the thought behind it was it crammed a bunch of stuff that already exists at random and just kind of gave it to you yeah, yeah there isn't yeah, exactly. there's there's no there's no soul in it and it's true the reason true. i don't think it would take hold in music especially is because at least for if you consider music enthusiasts i feel like mm. there's a much stronger kind of uh i think people are just a lot more particular about that kind of stuff people can hmm. i think the best way to put it is people can sense bullshit a lot more um when it comes to music like people can be very critical like yep. if yep. there's a hint that oh you know you're not really making this kind of music because you enjoy it you're doing it to appeal to something or you're doing this for some hmm. gain other right. than just self-fulfillment people can catch on to that very quickly yeah, yeah. And while I can see, like, I mean, there there are tools that I would even consider using that are like um, already prevalent in the music space. Um, machine learning, like denoising tools, uh, yeah, can be a huge one. But then again, that like that's just another little tool. I think some mm. people get very broad with the definition of tools when they refer to AI. Like some people go, "Oh, it's just assisting me with my art." No, you're you're generating the whole piece. Yep. Yep. And like mm. you can you can make your arguments of like oh but then you know if there's defects you know I can catch this and then paint out that section and then the AI will like fill in the spaces like yeah but you just like told it to fix that point you're kind of just you're a director you could say that a director of the art but I don't know if I would say you are the artist behind the art the course, artist yeah. is more than yeah. likely the hundreds of thousands of other artists that your data set is based off of yep yeah yep. <clears throat> i agree with that take i agree i agree with you completely you know because i think i think especially with music is that okay consider like visual art right most mm -hmm. people don't really look at visual art as often as they do listen to music right and listening to music is both is an active and also a passive you know participation right people listen to music in a broader variety of contexts. So in my eyes, I think the only real kind of push that AI music could could come into is is kind of like the kind of like radio friendly bubblegum pop kind of stuff. Mm. Right. The stuff that's already yeah. fairly machined and fairly cookie cutter. 
that I think would be where AI music could probably have its like main kind of raison oh, yeah. d'etre to to replace the cookie cut stuff. Because why why be why be a I mean it's 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 funny because it is exactly the same logic behind acts like KDA, right? Why actually have human musicians do the work when you can have f- not human musicians do all the idol work? You know, like uh, KDA is, it, is a is perfect KDA, example. It's like there's there's actual artists behind it, but there's like avatars. So K- KD, KD has human performers, right? But I, I see them as but, like the the kind of k-pop gorillas <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in in essence yeah but it's a little bit different in that gorillas the, the actual band members are tied to the individual like characters so to speak whereas with kda the characters are, are in the band of kda the, whatever they forgot their names mm-hmm. whatever but the, the characters are separate elements to the music to the artists so for example i know i know kda for example has swapped out individual um like oh, artists okay yeah right so so uh, they're not representative of the artists themselves they're just kind of like voice acted i guess yeah 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 they're voice actors essentially the the artists are essentially voice actors in kda they're swapped in and out kind of if you know and 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 kda is a perfect pop band because they don't get tired they don't have illegitimate relationships they can make music whenever they want because well if you don't want to work for kda you can just right can just swap you out for someone else and and in this sense you know, Riot could make the perfect ultimate band, which is KDA backed by AI, right? And I think that is kind of what AI music could be used for, to make the perfect yeah. pop band in the KDA style. But in terms of like other genres of music, where not, where, you know, anything, even, even traditional pop music outside that kind of radio cookie cutter pop music that i think still requires it's like like because there's someone like i don't know like michael buble for example he, he is popular because he's michael buble not necessarily because of not necessarily because of what he sings or whatever but like the michael buble the artist and michael buble the art are completely inseparable if you make michael buble to an ai who can sing whatever he wants well it's not really michael buble because it's not him no. singing the words you know, yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, AI, but whereas, whereas, compare that to visual art, right? Visual art, in in most senses, uh, exists to be shown off, mm-hmm. and and that's yeah. why generating AI art is is not a big deal to people who aren't necessarily like art appreciators, so to speak. Yeah, right. And it's people, a, it's people, a tricky one there in general. It's a tricky one art, there, yeah, because like you have art appreciators, but. I I think if you ask the average person, like, "Hey, do you like art?" They'll probably say, "Yeah," but mm. I I'm not sure. Like, I wouldn't know the numbers exactly, but I'm not sure how many mm. people I guess think about the art that much. They'll go to yeah. a, watch a movie, and it's like, "I enjoyed it," and then they'll leave. And I mean, I'm yeah. similar. I'm not hypercritical of, of course, media, of but if if there is something that's like legitimately off about it. It might irk me, like I might have an issue with it, and I do, mm. I do like to, I guess, critique the things I enjoy because it just gives me, if you yeah. know, at best, it gives me a deeper understanding of the work that I already appreciate, and at For worst, sure. it makes me kind of reconsider it. But maybe I find like some alternatives or something. Um, but I'm not sure the, you know, the average person is kind of, you know, they go about their day, you know, 
not yeah, every yeah, not yeah, everyone yeah. wants to be a critic nor does everyone need to be a critic in fact i think we could do with less critics but like um yeah the thing is with i guess the push for ai in media their big focus is mass appeal you know so long yep. as it yep, exactly. appeals to the majority then we don't really need to worry about like all the people complaining about it we can kind of push them yeah on. yeah 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 of course of i course. don't know how that mentality is going to like carry forward like there's lots of unknowns I really doubt it'll like just stomp out real like human or whatever sentient artistry forever mm. um, because it's a very intrinsically us thing. Like the yeah. only way you can really yeah. stomp mm -hmm. that out. Uh, well, it's a very, <laughs> I, I could yeah. think of a way of doing that, but it's a very grim and like society ending trick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> doctors hate them for. <laughs> um, actually, actually, I, I, if I recall correctly, I believe Hasbro or, or who is the owner of um, uh, Wizard of the Coast, correct? Mm -hmm. I, are so, they? I think I remember hearing some, some situation about them a while back, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're Hasbro. It's either has either it's Hasbro or was basically big game board game people. Yeah, I believe it's Hasbro. Big Let's assume it's Hasbro. Game. Someone is going to correct me. I'm sure in in the replies. Uh, mm -hmm. So I don't need to worry about that. Um, I actually haven't had a correction in a long, long time. So maybe people, maybe I'm just telling the truth in every single episode. Maybe but I'm actually, just you know, everything everything that happens. Maybe maybe everything on the Askast is the truth at this point. Like like if I say something, it retroactively changes reality. The five G butterfly effect. Or, yeah. Or if you two say anything, then that also retroactively changes reality to to affect it. That makes sense. Anyway. My world will have ten more billion users. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll have anyway, to yeah. move. It's too crowded. <laughs> but yeah, Hasbro um fired like a whole bunch of like their art people. Um, or, or like the like the designers and artists and whatever, um, and put up new job listings for essentially like retouch people whose sole purpose would be to retouch AI created um design essentially. That's a cool way to lose your like most dedicated fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I and I believe I believe the Wizard of Coast mention is pertinent because. They are owned by Hasbro. You know, I'm just gonna Google it. I can just look it up, right? I feel like who owns? I feel like people who are like really into. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I feel like people who yes, are very into Hasbro. board games yes. are like just you know they they're passionate about not just the the game but also you know the work itself. I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like having a clue about that would probably make you not want to buy more of their stuff and instead keep the like the human made stuff. With the AI stuff, the the worry for me is that it will it essentially it will carve out the kind of the the casual stuff, right? So so with board mm. games, with music, with film, with TV, the AI will 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 carve out the 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 um. It's targeted to lowest common denominator. Yeah. Lowest denominator, right? And like, and you think, okay, that's all right, but you know, when you think about it, right, a lot of lowest common denominator stuff it, it takes inspiration from from you know other elements of culture right mm -hmm. like for example you wouldn't make like like you know like the the marvel films make references to other cultural products in our time be yeah. poetry 
or art mm. or whatever, right? And and that you know, and Evo, you know, Marvel is like McDonald's fair kind of thing. It's a good, good, easy watching. Without the other elements of that exist in our culture, those Marvel films don't exist. And so if you AIify all that stuff, then they have no, there's no cultural reference to other elements. And and you know, people who watch Marvel may be inclined to to learn more about these other culture elements and, and broaden the horizons. You gotta start from somewhere, yeah. right? And if someone's listening to casual music or are listening to watching films casually or watching TV casually, they all gotta start from somewhere. And with AI it takes away that stuff. It takes away the 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 ability for someone to to turn someone from a casual to someone who is a little bit more interested in yeah. other things. And, and, and board games is a perfect example, right? There's a huge variety of board games out there. Uh, and most people will play shit like Ludo and Monopoly, right? But without Ludo and Monopoly, without the introduction to board games through Ludo and Monopoly, without the introduction to film through Marvel, without the introduction of, 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 of pop music to, to, um, on a radio, right? Mm-hmm. There is no... There's no path from discovering pop music to discovering, like, I don't know, like, you know, rock and to discovering electronica and, yeah. and so on and so forth, you know? And there's no path from discovering, you know, a Marvel film to discovering, you know, I don't know, Citizen Kane, perhaps? That's, that's like, yeah. a stat, you know, <laughs> Wizard, of, Wizard of Oz, whatever, right? And AI will, 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 will hollow out our culture in a way and but you know what maybe it might not maybe it'll maybe it's all just a passing fad maybe once yeah. these creative companies try to integrate ai into their workflow realize that it fails so heavily because now we're at the point where ai art is learning off other ai art and creating this weird like m- mess that doesn't look so good so we're all at the point where it's eating itself the thing so, is with mm-hmm. with um the ai trend it's very, very much pushed by software companies yeah. in one way yeah. or another. Mm. Like you could, you can be like, you could argue Spotify is more of a media company, but they run a platform with lots of developers. They provide like a, a tech service at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and one of the super awesome things about like ninety nine percent of large tech industry is it is almost all like venture capital funded. So the whole thing about like AI is like, you know, Ouroborosing itself. That is the state of pretty much all venture capital backed tech. Um, So they are actually very, very used to riding by their coattails and just praying that someone picks them up soon. (laughs) Um, So I feel like if, if there's any industry that would have a lot of tolerance to failure in this regard, it would be them. But at the same time, you know, you can only fail so many times before eventually even the venture capitalists start going, hold on, there's no money here. This was snake oil all along. How could we have foreseen this? We thought this was a gold mine that would just keep on generating money forever, which is not really how anything works. But, you know, they're not going to listen to that. Um, But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So like yeah, I I think what'll happen is it's gonna stick for a while, and it's gonna be really annoying for the time that it does stick because as I guess they get more and more desperate, as it falls more and more out of favor, and they get more and more desperate, they like companies are gonna shove it into more and more things. Like people are already complaining 
oh, fresh installs of Windows 11 will just have a Bing appear on the side. And it's like, oh, by the way, I'm like tracking this, this and that to improve your experience. Um, and all sorts of other platforms are trying to integrate their own little like take on be it large language models or uh, machine learning, like image generation. And I, I guess we're getting into the audio space now. Um, they're going to keep putting it to more and more things and it's going to get really, really annoying. And then eventually products will just get deprecated. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the way that it's going to go. I mean, yeah, yeah. VR had a huge boom and I love VR. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very convinced that will stay, but there were signs very early on that there were lots of people getting into VR that really didn't need to get into VR. like. I don't actually really want to do my Walmart shopping with a VR headset on. Oh you can gosh. just you can just go to a Walmart. I don't need this virtual assistant like guiding me through as I put fake items into my fake cart so it can be delivered to me in a truck. I can just go in my car or take a bus or whatever. Oh, go just, online, like where, yeah, how, or I could just been. order it online, like I've been like, doing. Yeah, yeah, like 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 you're you're exactly right on the, on the AI front, like like Zuck. Zuck, I think, put in like, was it like 50 billion oh, or something? Yeah, Meta's, I, how did I forget that? Yeah, Meta's take on, the, on the, the metaverse, the whole thing that they renamed their company around where it's like, yeah, you know, people are going to do all of their business or almost all of their business in VR. Um, like, he had a kind of cool idea in like a sci-fi movie that is like two hour runtime. That would probably be okay. Yeah, like he just watched Ready Player One. And wanted it to be real. <laughs> it's like very minor like, to report. Yeah, right? like it is exactly straight. Out but if you report. actually extrapolate, you know, that two-hour runtime movie into an actual like cultural revolution that's supposed to stick for like generations to come, I don't see that panning out very well. I don't see yeah, how that would not have. Like, even if it were to stick, which it hasn't been, Meta is reeling in that at the moment. Um, like the industry's not that interested in VR. Like, um, some businesses will, will make great use of it for, I guess, prototyping and in lots of cases, VR is great for training. Perfect. You yeah, good yeah, application yeah. for it. That's actually super cool. Yeah. 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 But, but VR it's is the good. idea that I'm going to take every single one of my business meetings with a headset on rather than like, I get it. Like people don't really want to come into the office, but even me. A very insular person can respect, you know, the just the oh god, the, like the positive human, the like back to back yeah. of just being in front of each other and talking. Like I can totally appreciate yeah. that. Um, exactly, yeah, exactly. I, it's VR had a similar state where it was kind of shoved into everything, and it was really, really annoying while they were doing it. We had the metaverse buzzword <laughs> appear, um, and now, well. People aren't really talking about it anymore. People are joking yeah, yeah. about the metaverse, mostly in tech circles. But I think in the mainstream, it's like, yeah, we kind of just forgot this happened. Facebook is still Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever. Like most people know VR and will think of like a quest, yeah. right? At, at, yeah. at best. But they, they won't think of like the Horizon Worlds bullshit or whatever yeah. kind of thing. Or Ugh. maybe, I mean, but the thing is like, VR is a perfect example because Microsoft went like hard on VR to the point where every installation Windows of Windows reality. 10 and Windows 11 had Windows Mixed Reality built in. And oh, yeah, now have you Mixed heard reality, about that? 
Yeah. So mixed reality is being deprecated. Yep. Which means that if you have a mixed reality headset that was running running Windows, <laughs> it is now going to be a hunk of junk. I, um, so we were talking about that actually with uh, with another friend of ours. Um, yeah, sure. And uh, I'm not sure if it'll like brick headsets. There mm-hmm. was a lot of very early kind of like freak out over, oh my God, you know, all oh, of these headsets are going to become junk. What will happen, what it's looking like will happen is headsets will become, I think, a little bit less functional. They'll, I think like... You can still play Steam VR, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, that's still fine. Um, I like I'm not I'm not super in the know on this, so like I'm not. That Steam VR doesn't require a mixed reality anyway, so that that would be okay. Um, but what like what'll probably end up happening because it's getting deprecated. Essentially, all that just means is like, hey, we're not going to provide like a whole lot of further support for this or any further support. Um, it'll still be around to give people like a migration period um but eventually we'll just stop providing it um what'll likely end up happening i think maybe it's optimistic is open source community will probably like go and reverse engineer the shit and builds their own driver and assuming it can be done and assuming it's not like a huge heinous piece of garbage to work through um, we could end up actually better on the other end than than we agree, came in. Mm. You know, rather than having this proprietary Microsoft, you know, setup or whatever, instead you've got open source tooling, which could potentially leave you open to actually do a lot more cool stuff with your headset. It's optimistic, but we already have people jailbreaking Quest threes, right? So you know. <laughs> Who's to yeah, say we yeah. can't do some pretty magical stuff with Dolly Mar in the next two years? I agree. <clears throat> I agree. I agree with you on that completely. And I think it's funny that, um, you know, we talked about Horizon World because, like, I have a Quest Free, mm-hmm. right? And it is mm-hmm. a great machine, by the way. It is. It is I have it feels, heard quite a boost from the two. I, I, had a quest, I had a Quest 2 beforehand. And the, the jump, I feel like, the, so, so obviously like, the visual quality and stuff is much better. I heard uh, pass through is great now. Yeah, pass through yeah. is actually usable. Like, uh, I, some people say that I can read their phones off it. I think I can read my phone. I just don't really want to. But you but try I have, reading your phone there's... on a Valve Index pass through. Oh boy. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 pass through just makes it so much more interactive with your physical environment. Like I remember the other day, um, I was wearing it and I realized like I left the door open right if with the quest 2 i'd have to take off the headset look at the door go to the door close it put the headset back on and get one but with the quest 3 i can just walk to the door see it in through the cameras close it and it makes such a huge difference in just being there in the space that you're already in, right um and and i feel like the jump from the quest 2 to the quest 3 both in one the lenses actually are good now um i wear glasses and the Quest 2 was hell for me because oh, there was yeah. so much chromatic aberration because of the differences in the light. The lenses. My, yeah. The lenses mm. in, the, in, the, in the headset and the lenses on my face. So there's a difference there, and the chromatic aberration is absolutely awful, and I couldn't see like half the shit. With Did the new lenses in the Quest. Did lenses on the Quest 2, or is that only No, 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 they're Fresnel. They're Fresnel. Oh, yeah. Index has Fresnels as well. The, the 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 quest free has pancake lenses which are 
can be pressed, can be much closer to your face and much closer to glasses. And I can actually see. Like it feels like <laughs> it feels like wearing. It feels like how it felt to wear glasses for the first time. But but in VR, like that's yeah. a difference to me. It that's feels really like cool. I'm wearing glasses again. That's the best way I can describe it to someone who who doesn't understand why it's a big deal. And like while while the technology inside is kind of like a mid console refresh in a sense, the actual kind of implications of Dragon's Two and Quest Two and Quest Three it feels more like difference between the PS3 and the PS no, sorry, but more like jump between the PS2 and the PS3 in in that yeah. sense. The the, mm. the the capabilities that it has are sig are the capabilities that it are much more significant. So in like I say like a year or two from now, we will we, it will be a good device. The thing is that Meta has already plowed like fifty billion dollars into into yeah. Meta Metaverse shit, and and need to make their money back somehow. Need to make their money back somehow. And also, secondly, despite the fact that Zuck makes a loss on on metaverse shit right they are really the only ones making mass market headsets which means that they're number one right and they're the only one making cheap mass market headsets right there's there's and the only other competitor in the space is fucking bite dance you know the tiktok people Uh, so aren't they like pulling out or something i don't know no 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 They're, they're gonna release the pico 4 headset fairly soon which which is uh, going to be their competitor to the Quest Three. I don't know if it's going to be like any different in, in any way. The the Pico Three or whatever was a was like a side grade to the Quest Two kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but no no, they're they're going all in on making a VR headset like Zuck. Um, mm-hmm. But like the, when but I, I even even the thing is that that Zuck rules Facebook with an iron fist. Right, he is dictator and shareholder and board member all in one. Right, so yeah. it's his personal whims that guide Facebook. So whether he'll still be, he'll whether still whether he's still personally invested in AR in two, three, five years from now is a completely different story altogether. You know, mm. but hey, that's uh, that's the way it comes. But until yeah. then, the Quest Three is, I think, a very, very good. It seems a cool one. I've heard yeah. some people. I know it's more than one who mm. have had like those kind of like wow moments and these are people who are like already maybe not necessarily in the vr space but they're at least in the tech space so like they've been following the trends they've tried out headsets and i've heard of a couple people with the quest 3 they'll they'll see like some really cool thing in like mixed reality mode or something like that in in pass through and they'll pull out their phone to take a photo of it. <laughs> I've, I've, oh my oh god! My you know, I've I think you had story. one of those. I yeah, think I had one, one of the people. Yeah, I, I saw. had the story. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 um, one of the thing. So, the great thing about the Quest Three is that essentially it's an Android phone. Uh, it, it runs. It runs a modified version of yeah. Uh, um, just VR I've got a great basically. story about this. Um, now, I, I'm not really doing anything too much. I'm just modding like the game files and, and whatever. Um, I'm not going to like jailbreak it and revamp the whole Fly thing. Fly <laughs> <laughs> but, but But my primary aim is to, to um, basically break into Beat Saber so I can add custom songs to it. And that requires Hell you to yeah. turn developer mode and sideload applications. So basically, I want yeah. to sideload stuff onto Quest 3. Right. So. Um, what I did was I, what I was seeing my computer. Okay. And, um, I was doing all the stuff in the headset and basically what it was is I was had the headset kind of occupying the top half of my vision. Right. So I could still see into the lenses. Um, and then the bottom half of my vision was looking at the keyboard and my phone and my phone, in my hand. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And then um, what happened was that something kind of like funny. Um, so what it was that the, the default image for some of the mods was just like a scribble saying, insert image here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, this is so funny. I'm going to take a photo of this. So I have my phone, open the camera app, double click the camera app. And I move it up into my visual field, the top half. I'm like, wait, I can't take a photo of this. It's this not is, there. It's not actually there, right? You know what? And, and your brain. You want to yeah. do an innovation in the VR space? The Oculus app is the companion app. You could just yeah. make that an actual thing you can do. Ooh. Phones have oh gyroscopes. You could just track where the phone is, get the gyroscope information for some more accuracy, and then just wherever they hit the snap button, you just take it relative to where the phone is in world space. That is so You could a cool totally idea, do that. <laughs> that's totally do, but that's totally so cool. Zuck, get on it. Zuck, hire get on me. It right don't, now. don't don't hire me. I don't know if I want <laughs> to work at Meta. <laughs> <laughs> but but like it, it's it's and it's weird because like the pass through image obviously it isn't like super high res or whatever like i definitely wouldn't cook using it i'll, I'll tell you that but <laughs> but but that's not but that doesn't matter right because your brain is <laughs> someone's gonna try of course but like it doesn't matter right because your brain is very easily tricked by depth information and the pass-through gives really good depth information. oh the is... eyes are incredibly like of all the senses i think they're the easiest to fool yeah, eyes yeah, are like exactly. easy it's sound that's actually like a really tricky one there's a whole thing about how was it like the ears are like the most easily offended like you could watch a video with like really high production value but if the audio is like recorded yeah, poorly yeah, yeah, yeah. it puts people off yeah mm. yeah audio audio is definitely like one of the things that people puts people off i mean your ears are very sensitive to changes in latency for example, like, I mean, they have to be, that's how your ears work. So if, 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 if your, your ears would do a lot of correction, um, especially in terms of like distance, for example. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I, if you're, if you're further away from me, your ears will, will kind of, um, correct yeah. in your head for, for the distance. Right. So if you're, if, so, so, so if you're actually, um, editing video, video and audio together and the person who is on screen is actually, um, far away from the viewer you should actually edit the audio to be sl ever so slightly delayed so yeah. it matches what the brain would perceive from that distance because if you're cutting the audio so the audio is like immediate whereas that person is maybe like like a like 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 0 0.01 milliseconds behind your brain will pick up that discrepancy and it will feel weird so yeah, your ears are really difficult to to trick because they're designed to kind of pick up mm. very small differences in latency to to create the stereoscopic 3D soundscape that you exist in. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's that's enough gushing. I think about the Quest Three. That's more more <laughs> more than enough for I'll ever give to Facebook. You know, yeah. <laughs> VR is a, cool, and it's getting VR is more and cool. more impressive with every passing week. It's very cool. It's been happening. So it, hyped for Deckard, like whenever honestly. that releases. Oh, so much. That's that's the Apple Vision Pro that I want. <laughs> I want it to run Linux. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you both of you are musicians. Yes, and which which we've expressed many times. Mm -hmm. So, how did you how did you guys get into making music? Uh, oh. May, if you want to go first. <laughs> oh, this is a okay. Actually, I think I remember now. So, back in I think it was 2015. Um, I used to watch these videos on YouTube where it was they they had these um 
like button controllers called launch pads where it's basically like a grid of buttons and you press you press a button on the grid and it would react with a sound and people Ooh. would chop up songs and map them to buttons and then play them in a sequence sort of like they were playing an instrument uh, and each button could also light up so people would make amazing light shows to go with oh, them and right. I was so cool. into watching those light show videos um, that I really wanted to get a, a launch pad for myself and I got one I think I still have it with me in a couple years ago more a couple um, and it came with a free copy of Ableton Live 9 Lite, which is a digital audio workstation Nine software. Lite, let's go. And I saw that that's how people were making these launchpad covers by chopping up the songs and then using Ableton to map them to each MIDI button. Right, sure. So I downloaded that software intending to only use it for light shows, basically. And it it was like a gateway drug into music production because <laughs> it came with a bunch of free samples as well from some random online sample company and i downloaded those and i put them in and it's like hey this is pretty fun you know just like putting these loops together oh i i, I didn't know people do this so I, I just kind of did that more and more really enjoyed it i started uploading stuff to soundcloud which is still there but privated <laughs> um and i think i this is also tied into how i was doing youtube because i you know i was i was one of those kids where it's like oh i want to be a youtuber when i grow up <laughs> i want to make minecraft videos when they no, don't, don't know about the horrors <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i still want to do youtube stuff myself but i want to be careful with it <laughs> yeah so I was also uploading my music to YouTube at the time, so that was a... It, it, it tied in well to other stuff I was interested in at the time, really. And it's just kind mm. of gotten better. I've just sort of fucked around with software more as it's gone on, and now I'm taking it as A-level, so... Let's go. Yeah, that's great. I've, I listened to some of your music, man. I think it's really good. I quite enjoy oh, listening thank you. to, your, to your stuff. Obviously, the newer stuff is much more um, developed than your it's older stuff. It's always the newer stuff. stuff. It's, yes. But you gotta start from somewhere, right? Like yeah. the reason why you learn a recorder in, in like you know when you're oh when my you're, gosh the reason why you learn a re on a recorder is not because it's a great instrument it's because it gets you you know understanding the basics of what makes noise essentially right so so may does that mean you're primarily like a digital musician? I would say so. I think I did a couple like years of keyboard lessons, but it never really went anywhere. Okay. I've been meaning to sort of pick up an instrument, and I I might try and I think I'm going to try and learn electric guitar soon. Cool, because that's cool. really intrigued me. So right. Well, you should get a Fender Stratocaster only because <laughs> it's only because one that's the name I had, and also because that was my my guitar when I was your age, actually. Nice. So I think I uh, it it broke like a long long time ago, and uh, I haven't. I replaced it, and oh. and I had to go to university and and all this kind of stuff, and that's really... upsetting. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny. I was in a band actually for a little while at school. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it was so cool. We we basically formed because of uh, we for for um, year nine music it was, um, and we had to create like a piece, uh, either using our own instruments or like the school's like music keyboard things. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I was a guitar. My friend was guitar. My friend was also guitar with a drummer and we had a vocalist and a pianist too. Um, I became the bass guitarist because you can't have a band with three guitars. Well, mm. you could if you're a cartel who are a great 
like pop punk band. They had three guitarists and one oh, bassist. I, wow. I don't. It worked. Like their music is great. Okay. They even they even produced an entire album inside a bubble. Okay, for like a TV show. It's very cool. Anyway. They have free guitarists. Their music is great. But no, so I had to be the bassist uh, with an electric guitar, by the way. Not electric bass guitar, electric guitar. Oh I was no. So I just used the top four strings. It, look, we were like four, like 14 years old. We, yeah, we had like, no time. You know? You, you anyway. The best way to do it. Yeah, you work with what you have. Work with what you got, right? So from that, we decided to cover a song by a band whose name I forgot. Oh, Stone Sour. So I cover Stone Sour's song. Uh, the thing with this particular song that we chose was that in, in most music, the, the kind of the, the flow is, is determined by the bass and the drums, right? Yeah. And, and by chord progression in, in the whatever, right? Uh, in this particular song, the, the flow was kind of determined by the bass and drums, but also um, in, in kind of like a shoegazy way, the, the vocals were also like a like a guiding force there too. Mm. And like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. So here's the thing. Um, we practiced, we practiced, we practiced, we practiced, we practiced, we got it nailed down. And then literally like an hour before we were supposed to go on the stage, our vocalist just dropped out. Nice. Just, just didn't wanna just didn't wanna participate. The didn't want to do anything. Band. I'm like, holy shit, we are broken up before we have a name. And before our first show. Fantastic. Because at that time we were just working, like our name was like working title, because I said that as a joke. It's a baller um, name. <laughs> a banger name, right? I'm pretty sure there's like a couple artists that go under the name Unknown Artist with Untitled <laughs> Track 1. <laughs> Untitled Track 1. So we went on the show. Um, we, well, firstly, my amp like stopped working. So that was, that was great. Um, so no bass there. The drums were way too loud. The piano was way too quiet. And we didn't have a vocalist. So we just kind of, just kind of, we, we worked through it together. And it turns out that, well, it, it, didn't, it didn't matter what we did because we were the best ones there. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we got an A. It didn't matter because <laughs> all the other bands had also broken up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, everyone else just kind of sucked because they didn't care about music yeah. that much. But we did, and we did well. So yeah, that's my, that's my music story. But yes, you should definitely play electric guitar because one, girls with guitars are better than girls without guitars. True. That is, that and is fact. Two, and, and two, it's just a great instrument to, to play. Like, it's so cool. Like, you tell people you play electric guitar, like, Super oh my god, yeah. wow. Like, you'll get all the bitches, I'm just Riz saying. <laughs> it's a multiplier, honestly. It's a, it's a Riz multiplier. Like, they, they all flock to you, okay? Like, you, you, all you have to do is play, like, the first, like, three chords in Wonderwall. Dude, and they'll dude, do all dude. the... And they'll do all the singing for you. I just play and, and they'll think you're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ari, what about you? What's your uh, music origin story? You're going to love this. So, okay. I already love everything you it said. It all started oh. way back around the mid, uh, sorry, no, more, more the early 2010s. There were these crazy YouTube videos of these people with launch pads, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're so similar. <laughs> May and I have talked about this before, I think, and we were laughing at how similar the story was. So, yeah, I was into Launchpad stuff as well. I was like, wow, this is super cool. I was, I just liked the flashy lights. They were super cool. I love the choreography of it, I think, was the thing that really sold me. Um, 
and there were some like genuinely really really cool mashups uh that i had seen uh there was one from i oh, was it madion um had uh, done pop culture. pop culture that's still like i think my favorite mashup maybe of all time mm. especially in terms of launchpad shows but um what was it i was really into that for a while and my mom picked up on it and uh, she's had this really cool approach when it comes to i guess getting me into things every once in a while she'll just like notice that i like hyper fixate on a thing that's like out of the norm for me because at the time my only two interests like i was into gaming and i was very into code since i was like baby like from from the age of like five i like would i played all sorts of like just games on the family computers and i was just like i really want to make a game that would be super cool um but uh she she's always wanted me to like branch out to do more stuff um and only now uh after after all this time has she realized that was a terrible idea because now i have stupid expensive tastes for like everything <laughs> it's not even, like i don't like expensive things it's just the things i like happen to be expensive right yeah yeah but they're also really useful <laughs> but uh of course yeah no, she course. she'd taken note that i was into that and then it was like one christmas she had gotten me my first launchpad i think it was a launchpad mark ii uh from novation um so i had that and it was super awesome also i think came with a copy of live nine light um <laughs> so i played around with, with it free samples right oh yeah it had it had a couple free samples for sure um i found very quickly wow this software is actually pretty difficult for for a beginner <laughs> to navigate and i played around with it for a bit and I don't remember how long I was at it, but I do remember getting bored kind of early in and I just kind of stopped using it. And so that was like the first time I had ever had like an interaction with it. And this is where our, our stories kind of diverge. So I went back to my usual. I gamed. I did code uh, and I was very into the YouTube thing from where I'm going to say 2015 up to uh well i guess to, to present it's just i haven't uploaded pretty much anything over the past year because i've been busy with so much other stuff <clears throat> but um what was it so yeah oh yeah i just wasn't really doing music stuff i was more focused on games code and and videos those are the things that i like doing um sure. and then at some point it was around i think 20 18 maybe early 2018 i'm not 100 percent sure um i was I, I i mean i was a music listening enthusiast for like quite <laughs> some years um and in particular one of my favorite artists at the time was tokyo machine super upbeat like i guess kind of like throwback to like arcade style music right very right. heavy electronic stuff and i've always been like a huge sucker for that um, and I was super, super into their music. And at some point, it kind of clicked again. And I was like, I really want to make that kind of music because this is the only guy that I'm aware of that makes this kind of music. And I would like more of this music. That's been my approach to almost all of the th like creative things that I do. It's just, I like this thing. I want more of it. What's the best way to have more of it? Make it yourself. So, waiter, waiter, more Tokyo machine, please. <laughs> more Tokyo machine, waiter. Um, 
But yeah, so what happened was I did not pick up the, I think, expired trial copy of Live 9. I picked up a very legitimate copy of uh, FL Studio. I think FL Studio would it be 20 or 19 i don't remember 12 it's 19 doesn't exist 12 is the one before 20 oh uh, yeah yeah okay i forgot what their number oh, scheme was oh yeah fl studio has a weird like so fl studio 20 came out on the 20th anniversary of the software cool. okay so yeah just, i get just it. decided I get it. to skip I get it. 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 went straight to 20 from 12 it makes no sense you know? sure sure okay let me cool, have a cool, look cool. at fl 20 oh it was 20 that i got okay cool so it's fl studio 20 and i had made my i made a bunch of stuff but i made like two complete songs with it um one of which is actually still available to listen to. If you look up Melodute Traveler, that is my first ever song that I made back in like oh, 2018. Um, so I'm telling you what it is just for anyone who is curious, but I don't actually recommend that you listen to it because it may set a precedent for all of the music that comes after, which is <laughs> hilariously different now. Um that song in of itself was actually inspired by because it, it was still what was on the mind i was reading into tokyo machine stuff it if you actually listen to the melody from that song and you take the melody from tokyo machines bubbles they are almost the exact same because that project was actually me trying to imitate like a teaser makes sense. that they had released so it was a teaser. I didn't have the full song yet. It wasn't released. <laughs> so I was working off like little scraps from like a Twitter teaser that they had released like weeks before the upload. Um, made that song. That was cool. I had made like one other thing that never ended up getting released because it just never kind of got like fully finished. I wasn't super happy with it. Um, and what had happened was I think just because I had taken an interest in music production, I had been recommended more and more a bunch of like dead mouse production stream clips um so i started following a lot of that stuff um and just generally like lots of like oh producer tips and whatever and one thing i had noticed around that time was hey uh dead mouse uses ableton uh ableton live not fl studio <clears throat> i wonder if i should give that a look so i obtained a very legitimate copy of ableton live <laughs> Um, and I started playing around with that and I've been on that ever since. And I've enjoyed it so much that I actually have a legitimate license for Ableton Live these days. <laughs> so you can't get me Ableton. I pay for your software now and it's one-time licenses. You can't haul me for any of the months Kids prior. Kids, for your audio software. I do actually recommend it. If you can. Like, okay, I'll be, I'll be real with you. <clears throat> pirating music software is stupid easy and if you are starting off honestly i can't recommend against it because it is prohibitively expensive to get started but there is a lot of convenience to owning the software except for some rare cases <clears throat> i lock <clears throat> i hate it <clears throat> sucks may can attest to that any um any piece of music software that uses i lock if you absolutely have to use it at least be prepared for a world of pain as this super awesome like music software DRM 
that makes it so you can only use your software on one device uh, at a time. And every single time I migrate from my PC to my laptop, both of which are very good for making music on, one's a BVPC, one's a MacBook, it's a match made in heaven for audio work, right? Um, every single time I switch over, iLock pops up on any project that uses these plugins and is like, hey, so we don't recognize this device anymore. We need you to like completely reactivate your license every single time you do this. Cringe. It's so cool. I hate iLock so much. But for of the course. for the majority of stuff that I use, like um it's like yeah, I use Ableton as my DAW. Um Serum is my main synth. Now I've paid for Serum. I paid like 190 for it. I did it on like a rent-to-own scheme, so it was like I paid I think it was like 10 euro for 19 months. It was a fine deal. Worked for me. It means I had serum. Awesome. Um, however, if you are like starting off and you want to do electronic, I could honestly recommend Vital. Um, I think May uses Vital, well, definitely way more than me. Uh, so she can uh, yeah. attest to it. But Vital, Vital is really good. It's just, it's basically serum, but free. It has mostly the same features. Uh, super extensible and all this kind of stuff. Um, wow. Okay. But yeah, no, my my yeah. So it was like a weird. I really wanted to do launchpad stuff, and then I had trouble with the software, and I got annoyed, and I left. And then I really wanted to imitate artists, which is actually how like some of the best works get made. So of course that's what like really reeled me in was me just wanting to make stuff like the people I already admire and look up to. Um. And uh, here we are, basically, after... That's great. God, okay, it was like 20... Like, somewhere, I think, late 2017 was when I started. Sure. Um, so it has been six going on seven years. Wow, that's cool. Good grief. And s- Many more to come. And so, and so do you have any uh, physical um, uh, stuff? So, I mean, I do have my audio interface. I upgraded that not too long ago. Uh, got a, oh, like a physical desk? Uh, oh, uh, it, like audio interface that I like plug my microphone headphones into. I do oh, right, have, okay, okay. I do still have the launch pad. However, apparently the Mark IIs were particularly bad for faulty wiring. So oh. mine only works if the cable is in at a very, very precise angle. It's not a problem with the cable. It is an actual internal fault that um, my other friend with a Mark II also has. Um, I have a pro and I have this issue. Yeah. Oh, great. I've great, got great. a launch key. Um, launch key 25. Is it a Mark II? Launch key? Is that another miss key for? No. Oh <laughs> uh, it's, it's a 25 key MIDI keyboard. So it gives me like two octaves oh. and I think a couple other notes on the side. It's pretty handy if I want to just like quickly trail out a melody or something. I have tried like live playing stuff and it is really cool, but I do want to at some point upgrade to a larger keyboard so I can actually play stuff. Because one of the problems with having two octaves is you can kind of hit one range and that's it. Yeah, that's not. You can't. I can't do my high melody and my low bass notes at the same time. That I'd have to just do them in two separate takes, which kind of kills it a little bit. Um, Sure. Next to that, I also actually have, I think it's uh, Pioneer, uh, like a record box, Pioneer DJ, DGJ 400? Let me look up the model again. I think it's a DGJ 400. Um, yes, it is. Uh, the basically like DJ discs, basically. 
a little set of cool. DJ decks. Um, I have not used either in a little while, mostly just because most of my music is production rather than live playing. But mm. at some point, I think actually maybe if I if I can make it work for my next album release, it would be really cool to do a live mix. Uh, that would be really sick. Cool, cool, cool. I do have a acoustic guitar as well, but it has it's like I got it. It was given to me actually as as a gift like ages and ages ago. It has three rusty bass strings and three plastic trainer strings or yeah, yeah, vinyl yeah, strings. Yeah. Nylon. nylon, nylon. That's what they are. Haven't used that crazy often, but I haven't fully developed the calluses of my fingers yet, so it's very painful when yes. I do pick yes. it up there once in a while. That's true. You gotta do that with classes. Yeah. Well, actually, funny enough, you know, when I was ten years old, I was watching Launchpad videos, and hell yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no! And it was but all I've, I've downhill. Actually, I, have, I have, I have actually, I have actually watched Launchpad videos too. Like I've watched, like uh, they Sean were Masabi. huge. Oh, Sean Masabi Dude, is oh great god. too. The uh, the MIDI Dude, fighter videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I wanted a MIDI think... fighter in particular. I think for a while, but they were like stupid expensive. Four hundred dollars, I think, and the launch Ooh, pad was ouch. like two hundred at the time. So it's a no-brainer, really. Uh, you know, it's it's actually kind of funny because I sh I saw Sean Masabi's videos and I thought, man, you know, like could I do that? And I thought maybe not, and I just left it. <laughs> so I wonder if there's Aww. a I wonder if there's a power universe somewhere where I because I I remember watching his videos when I was in university. So I would have been around about the same age you same age you are now, Eric. Mm. And I and I thought this kind of stuff. Oh, maybe I could I could do that, but I didn't know what the how that thing he he was using was like I originally thought it was just like some custom made instrument thing. So I don't originally really think... it was actually. Oh, yeah, wasn't oh, okay. the MIDI fighter built for Sean Wasabi? Oh, oh. The the MIDI fighter existed as a four x four grid that um this company DJ Tech Tools sold, sure. and Sean Wasabi wanted a sixteen by sixteen one to compete with the like launch pads that were out, so he could play like full you know yeah have the full amount of buttons so dj tech tools made a custom midi fighter ah, for Sean that okay. had 64 buttons cool. unfortunately that midi fighter got stolen in a car i'm pretty sure yep i heard oh, if you look That's up sad. sean wasabi i lost all my eggs um i don't remember what pad they were playing on it could have been a 64 it could have been a 16 but 64. Uh, i was 64 um it was like just some little like short ditty that they had made and then i think in the description or something they had mentioned yeah all my shit got stolen uh so i'm kind of starting from scratch <laughs> it was like it, yeah, it, yeah. They, they had like had the stuff in like the boot of their car or something and i think someone like broke into oh, their car while it was yeah. idle That's he, awful. That's he explained awful. it when so after a, a few years later they so many people wanted a midi fight for themselves that they did a a limited run of like mass-produced MIDI, MIDI fighters mm. so that people could buy them. And they did a launch video where Sean explained the story of how um, the original MIDI fighter was stolen and stuff like that. So that's how we wow, know. Crazy. I wonder where that, well, I imagine where that thing like a, is now, a, actually. I imagine there's a pile in universe somewhere where I... I, I like, de like the deviation in decisions, right? Well, <laughs> I, could, I could be... Like using a launch pad right now, I don't know. But then maybe I wouldn't have been on Fetty, and maybe we wouldn't have this podcast or whatever. Or maybe, maybe it would have happened. Like maybe the three of us make launch pads. I don't know. But anyway, Butterfly I think it's kind of crazy. It's funny, but I think I think it, that's just proof that we're all related. Of course. <laughs>
<laughs> so um do you do you want let's take some audience questions let's I do am that very i'm excited for some of, audience of, questions i'm very oh, aware yeah. of the time um <laughs> this has been a very very in-depth episode i think which is very yeah i think nice. we're at I, the my my files around the two hour mark so we've had some pauses yeah you term i mean we'll subtract like 10 minutes because of the the delay or whatever yeah. i mean it doesn't particularly matter um i mean i will my future me will will hate me for doing this but um, what is the point of future me anyway? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> the 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 in, in terms of the episode editing, not not in terms of like uh, creative reality, <laughs> not an existential <laughs> sense, not yes. an existential self, just just in the editing self. So the first question is from Robin Black. What time will episode eight be? Oh, wait, no, mind. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> what time will the episode be? Uh, we're gonna find out. <laughs> so, well, his question was, what time will episode eight be live? Mm. But but. Obviously, it's already come out now, so that question's already been answered. The next, the first actual question is, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That's a good start. Oh, God. This is, this is the May Hell Fred. Uh, oh, so, I didn't, so this I, is, I saw this, but I didn't read through it. I just saw someone say May Hell Fred, and they tagged, like, I think, 50 other names. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a question from May, who is at May at meow.worm.cat. Ah, yeah. Maybe the cancel of May Hell Frederick can come up with a question, and uh, all the Mays that she knows were tagged <laughs> in this question, including me, by the way, because I'm an honorary May. Of course. Uh, as, as, as we established in a previous a round of May Hell Frederick. Indeed. Um, my name is Yassi underscore May, I guess. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, yes, May asked. So May, as in the one on this, <laughs> in oh, this no. episode right now. We're going to put labels yes, on May. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, May. Why are you so amazing and beautiful? And then I said, well, I didn't say the guests can ask questions, can't ask questions. <laughs> then I said that I'm going to ignore this question. <laughs> but I've already asked the question, so we can't really ignore it. Um, you got and played yourself. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to ask this question. Um, <laughs> the question, that, but May at is a bad at dot dev asked, why, how did you pick your name? There we go. So I guess that's for both of you. Um, you know, you why did both. you pick Ari or May? Ari, if you want to go first, why are you yep. called uh, Ari? Um, so I know my name has origins from somewhere it's kind of difficult to pinpoint exactly where it came from i can tell you names that predate it so that might have been clues though because that's basically what i work off um okay. so because i am a huge goddamn nerd and i'm very sentimental about i guess my equipment because i mean you know i do lots of stuff with it so the memories are kind of shared with them i have names for pretty much all of my computers um, oh, that's cute. Like, so my PC in particular, I've named Aria, which may sound somewhat similar. Um, oh, interesting. And it's been named Aria for for good couple years. Um, there, I think there were maybe some other uh, inspirations somewhere along the line. I know I I had another friend named Ari, uh, prior to me joining Fetty, but um. Yeah, I, I I think what had just happened was that name just stuck for some reason. Like it was a short, snappy. It was a kind. Of, well, maybe not snappy, but it, it was a 
it was a nice just i feel like kind of gentler name that i I quite liked uh it it resonated with me a lot there was actually so like uh the the you could i guess call stage name or display name whatever you want to go by uh that i go by now is ari melody um and i consider that in terms of online interactions as let's i call that like the full name basically mm-hmm. um but the way that that actually started my prior alias is uh Melodute. um and what had happened was the name melody kind of came along around you you could say i guess the egg phase a little bit um <laughs> when i was you know just playing around with the name a little bit the name melody came up i used it in like some very small capacities and whatever it's totally currently exists, by the way. oh of course of course well like even at the time i think i uh well actually no i don't know when it really kind of started to click for me it's it's a very subtle slow developing thing honestly um but now that so what had happened was the name Melody kind of appeared as a spin on Melodute. And for a while I was thinking that might have actually been the name that I rolled with, but then the name Ari came up and I was like, hmm, I like both of these. And then I slapped <laughs> them together. I'm like, hey, Ari Melody. That's actually got quite a nice ring to it. And give it a couple months of me just like kind of rolling with that internally with friends and stuff. And now it is plastered on pretty much all of my accounts retroactively. (laughs) Great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, What about you, May? Where did uh, Wes May come from? Mm, Oh, gosh. Honestly, it came to me in a dream. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't really know. I just... When I was just figuring myself out a few years ago, still am, but when I was... We all are. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I know who I am. (laughs) When I was just coming to terms with my identity a couple years ago, I was just trying to think of what I want to call myself, and I don't know how the name May just kind of stuck out to me. Mm. Not for any particular reason, it just did. My music alias I can go a lot deeper into, (laughs) however. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even mention my old alias. That's got some history too. You can do yours after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I my current alias is Stringy, which is strange when you first hear it, but I'll get to it. So as I mentioned previously, I started uploading my music to SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. when I I realized that when I was uploading to SoundCloud, I needed an artist name or a stage name or something. So I I really quickly clobbered together stringy synth which was a really strange combination i was just trying to i literally it sounds like an ai generated word at this point it's just a combination of two musical words that i thought sounded cool together Mm. and i just kind of released music under stringy synth for a while um i renamed my youtube channel to stringy synth and i think it was stringy music at some point stringy gaming and over time, I think in like 2017, I want to say, I dropped the like suffix of music and gaming or synths. Sure. So I just became stringy. As for my like online usernames, a lot of places I um, have the username ET Stringy. That actually comes from my two initials of my dead name, <laughs> put with <laughs> stringy on a suffix. I so still remember when I 
the first couple times me reading that, and I told you, I think a couple weeks later, I misread it as L stringy. So I just everyone, <laughs> I so I used to watch a lot of Twitch streams when I was younger, and every time I would join a chat and I would say hello, the streamer would always like say like <laughs> E stringy or like L stringy or like. T stringy, like never E T stringy, or it would be at stringy. It's like Spanish may be like L stringy. Spanish may. <laughs> I'm I'm in Spain. But, uh... <laughs> the next uh, next question is uh, from me. Auxiliary note: I have scheduled. Oh, never mind. Okay, well I'll just put it You're just blindly reading these. <laughs> Only read them like there's no need for me to engage with them any any deeper than what is on the screen. Auxiliary note: I have scheduled guests for the next four episodes and potentially beyond, but that information is kept in a secret vault in Switzerland, protected by armed guards. I remember guards. the Swiss vault. And then needs someone to check. And then other people are like, oh my god, I want to check it. No. Anyway, <clears throat> so I have a challenge for the two of you. Oh. <clears throat> it's challenge time. Oh boy. Oh shit. You should both post the word meow as soon as fast as you can. This is a f- challenge? Are you serious? Yes. Done. I- oh, shit. <laughs> I meow post in my sleep. Wait, what do you mean done? It's not even on my feed yet. That's uh, or refresh. web sockets are. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're getting. The muscle you're getting uh, GD react, a GD normal react. Did you it's did over. you did you post the word Ari, Ari? Yeah. Oh good. Okay, that's fine. So so did did, did May win there? I think May won. I won. I mean by, we have the receipts here right it, now. It says oh. by two seconds, yes. Oh, excellent. Okay. Wait. Oh my god, the timestamp is exactly the same on my end. They both said wait, no, that's oh wait. The UI is only showing me like t- um minutes. Uh, do I have seconds on mine? Mine says two seconds between us. I'm not sure what yours says. Minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, I see. Either okay. way, I can't, I can't check because I'm looking at the question. Yeah, may one. Um, My page took I, a little while to load for some reason. But um, yeah, okay. So so um, May wins there. That's great. Yippee. So that was from um, Elki at tapenoise.cafe. Their idea was to <laughs> ask you both to meow, and and they sent this to me. In a DM, so that neither of you knew what was going to happen. I could not have possibly pre-checked this one. Someone else just joined in. We are not spawning another hell moment <laughs> from this. Uh-oh. Not during shrimp part three. I loved the shrimp incident. The December twenty second <laughs> shrimp incident. Oh my god, the shrimp incident. That was so great. Okay, so, <clears throat> uh, so this is from Emmy, who is Emmy at Void Rehab. Uh, Preferred in shell environment and distro. Uh, well, my preferred shell environment and distro is uh, smooth shells, I suppose. And my preferred distro is. Um, it's probably true. the most sane answer that you're gonna get yep. out of this <laughs> out of this group here. Mine personally, I've never like locked onto one. I find myself using Bash the most because it's default on Debian, so I just roll with it. Um, I quite like Zush. I don't know, is it Zush or ZSH? Zosh. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, my Zosh, Zosh isn't yeah. it? Uh, that comes stock on macOS. It works. I will say um, 
I, I do like this fancy, colorful, like, prompt first, uh, like, whenever I'm using terminals and stuff. Much easier to implement in Josh than in Bash. I will give it that much. <laughs> um, I do want to try fish, just because I think saying that I use fish would be really funny. <laughs> That's pretty much my main gravitation towards it. Uh, what was the other one? It was like favorite shell environment distro. and and distro. Oh, and distro, Debian. Okay. I have and been I have been pulled oh, over to Fedora for desktop use. I'm currently trying it. I actually just got a new um SSD the other day that I still have yet to install. So I'm actually once we're done here, I'm going to be like having dinner and then reinstalling Windows and Fedora on my PC <laughs> for the rest of the night. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it Debian for the server all the way. Every single one of my servers runs some variation of Debian and <laughs> currently Fedora on PC and we will see how that goes. So far, it's all right. It's pretty good. Okay. And uh, May, your answer? So for shell environment, I've never really had a reason to sort of care about shells too much but i do use zosh on most things just because of oh my zosh i like having a fancy themed like terminal essentially i haven't properly explained that's the that. only reason i use it like anything different from default basically um as for distro i'm not even sure what my favorite is i for desktop, I've basically used, I've only used Arch recently on Steam OS and also just regularly in a VM because I was just <laughs> playing around. I I use Ubuntu on most of my servers, but I don't like some things about Ubuntu. So and I want to become like I want it to be more minimal. So I've decided Touch. I think in the future I'm gonna lean more towards Debian, just straight Debian instead of Ubuntu. Desbian. In that regard. Desbian. Desbian. <laughs> We're all desbians here. Um, um, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite distro. I just kind of try a lot of things and see what I like. It's fair enough. Fair enough. It's always good to have a variety in your life. Absolutely. Variety is a spice. Variety is a spice. See, you do life. say that, but if you've ever used Linux, you will eventually become familiar with the term distro hopping. It is a living hell until you finally oh, land on a no. distro you actually like. Um, <laughs> okay. I should probably try Fedora as well, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I... I don't even know if it's really, like, meant for server. You don't get Fedora without a desktop environment. Those are, those are just the flavors they give you. Um, so I think it is purely just meant for desktop. I think if you want just command line, maybe, like, Red Hat, I guess? I'm not sure. Uh, but either way. Okay. The next question is from Neorad trademark emoji ad hashtag fuck your Zionist ethnostate. Very good. Uh, whose username is because uh, I'm not I pronounced that wrong. That makes mate. sense. At at echo dot hollow dot capital. Uh, how do you feel about inevitability of death? I feel fine. Oh, I remember I I I, I pre-read some of these. I remember this one came up. Um, the inevitability of death. What an interesting question. Um, yeah. The, the way I see it, life is a temporary thing. And mm -hmm. so long as you enjoy the time that you have, well, that sounds like a pretty good life to me. Um, yeah. the, the only thing that would freak me out more than the inevitability of death is 
actual immortality. Uh, I have, I, I very much in, I'm very much in the school of thought that living forever is a actual worse punishment than death. Cause one of the, I mean, it's, it's, it's told in fiction for pretty much every immortal character with some sort of a, like a deep story. 90% of the time, this character ends up like super grizzled or jaded in some capacity because one of the problems with living forever is nobody else around you does. Yep. You are alone, you know, Pretty you, you much. fall in love, right? But they will die long, you know, and, and if you think about it, if you live forever, your sense of time becomes completely warped, right? Yeah, time like, doesn't really a, mean anything. Time doesn't really mean anything. Like in a lifetime, like, like at, at, if you live a good life, like 80 years or whatever, one year is one eighth of your life. Not even, not even a, more than a percent of your life is one year. Yeah. But if you live forever, what is a year? What is a day? What is an hour? Eh. It doesn't matter. You know, just kind of. Eh. You, you could watch trees grow and d- disappear, and you'd still be there. Yep. So no, I, I don't have any qualms about that. And I'm, I'm obviously like a spiritual religious person. So to, to me, you know, it is it is you know, life is 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 meant to be enjoyed, and it's meant to you're meant to do things with it. And like you know, I feel like at this point, you know, I've I've done a lot of good things in my life. I made a lot of people happy. Yeah. I've done, you know, many nice things. And if something happened to me tomorrow, well, that is unfortunate for everyone else around me. Yeah. Rights and traditions and so on are not about the person who has gone, but it's about the person, the people who are left behind, right? Yeah. So the inevitability of death doesn't really kind of matter too much to me. I mean, what am I going to do about it? I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. But as long as I, as long as everything beforehand is worthwhile and meaningful, then that's, that's yeah, it. Like a person is everything that they are and have been. So at the end of the day, so long as like, you know, if, if you leave like lasting impressions on people and stuff, uh, like, I don't know, um, it almost sounds kind of, I don't know, cliche to me, but it's the whole idea of like, you know, it, you know, your, your memory lives on and whatever. Yeah. And so long as it's a good one. Yeah. Exactly. Sounds good to me. As long as, as long as I have loved and have been loved, mm-hmm. that's it. May, do you have an answer to this question? <laughs> I mean, I basically agree with everything you say, but you know, li- life's too long. Life's too short to worry about the inevitability of death. That's a huge Christ one. Just yeah. Like, you yeah, know, it's true. enjoy life. Yeah, while yeah. You still can. Of course. That's a kind of a heavy question for it to to present to a 28, 16, and 21-year-old. But, um, you know, we, we went there. Uh, the next questions, um, so I'll, I'll just kind of take questions as we go through. If, the, if we have more time, I'll go through mm-hmm. again. But the next question is from Archaic Cyberlim Architect, trans flag emoji, who is at Desia at echo.codagos.cafe. Uh, she's asked, uh, three things. I'll pick the middle one because that's kind of funny. So, um, any comments on larger May Alliance, such as an online presence or similar upcoming features, such as a sticker, maybe shirts, May merch, or anything you comment on yet? Uh, that's for you, May. 
the maze should definitely get this rolling, you know. We gotta start a web ring or something. I think that the maze should fork Miskey and make another Miskey fork based Mankey. entirely around Nicole Mankey. Mankey! <laughs> Mankey. Come Mankey. on, maze. We gotta get on this. Get in, like, an XMPP room. Yeah, like, like most of you guys are tech nerds anyways. Just, like, get, true, get a private GitHub repo and just get, get to work. <laughs> Not even a private GitHub repo, a private, like, GitForge instance. Yeah, exactly. You, you'll actually just, like, host your own uh, Forgeo instance, and, like, you all pool into, like, some Hetzner box to keep it running, and, like, you're sorted. I think I <laughs> joked about this. I found some, like, domain um, that I was like, oh, all the maze should crowdfund this. <laughs> I, I've forgotten what the domain was now. You, sh you was should like... lease out subdomains for May.WTF to every <laughs> yes. May on the Fediverse. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the next question is from Pancakes, who is pancakes at cats.city. Great guy. Love the fella. What are your favorite wetdry.world or general Feddy shenanigans? God, there's so I mean, obviously, for me, I think my favorites are the ones that uh, uh, I've been involved in just because I think they're really funny. Like the tea tea copper pasta <laughs> and uh, boiled pizza and. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Those are the only two that I've been directly involved in. I mean, obviously, there's also Yasinism, but that wasn't me. That was someone else, uh, based on like a dream I had that I expressed. <laughs> everyone made it real, and and now there's this whole massive thing. And people to this day still think like it's all me, but it's not me. Like I barely do anything. Okay, like okay, look, sure, I may You've be lost control of your fan base. Yeah, essentially, you I've now know what it means to be an internet influencer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, Eucinism is just like a thing that has happened to me, so I, I don't really consider it like a like a like a favorite in any way, just because uh, I I I, I I kind of like alternate between like loving it and deeply hating it. Mostly deeply hating it, but also like a little bit of like, oh shut. It was not a. It was not a product of me. It was a consequence. The consequence <laughs> of my existence. But um, yeah. What about you two? What's your favorite uh, general? What's your favorite shenanigans? The December twenty. The December twenty second <laughs> shrimp incident. <laughs> the shrimp incident. The shrimp incident was I, so goddamn funny. Oh my god! Yeah. And then I can't believe you guys did that while I was asleep. What like if I, I, you, you, you only did it while I sleep because if I was awake, it would have exploded. Yeah, like, it was. So, it was just defense mechanism. It still did explode. That was running for like it three so hours funny, straight. Though. Um, so great. What oh happened was, I think, uh, yeah, we we had this, like five people in our own Discord like voice chat. Uh, we were all screen sharing stuff, and I think I was just going through my bookmarks or something in Firefox. And my my Firefox bookmarks are awesome, so I've got folders for just like <laughs> my personal stuff, like s services that I run. I have a folder for social media stuff. I have a folder for just cool stuff that I want to check out later. Articles, just bookmarks, you know. And then outside of the folders, I have this section of just miscellaneous crap that I just put in there. Uh, and three, no, four of my favorite just random ass miscellaneous links that are in there. We have smokepowered.com. Uh, we have epicblazed.com. <laughs> we've got mozunguhosting.ml, um, and we've got shrimpcam.app. And what had happened was I opened up shrimpcam.app. Um, 
And immediately all five people in the voice chat became enamored in just watching this live feed of a bunch of shrimp swimming around in this little tank. Um, and we were just kind of zoning, watching it. And then <laughs> I pointed fun at the fact that like, yeah, no, we were all like getting sucked into this because the only reason I know it existed is because a couple weeks prior, other people on Fetty were getting obsessed with shrimp cam. And then I found it and bookmarked it. One of my ah. favorite memories about that is I think it was the first day that I had like checked it out. I had it up on my secondary monitor and it was like fairly late at night. So it was like, you know, dark monitors glowing and whatever. And my cat hops up onto my desk and she just stares at the shrimp. So <laughs> I'm watching her watching the shrimp. And then at some point, it's basically just like the two of us gathered in front of my monitor in the dark, just watching this live feed of shrimp. <laughs> it's like, it's Fantastic. super easy to get like sucked into that. Um, but all five of us are staring. I poke fun at the fact that we are all staring. And I think the thing that really set it off, uh, one of the people in the group, Ashley, had just gone, yeah, shrimp. And then the whole fucking group <laughs> is just chanting, yeah, shrimp. Like, this is the best fucking thing that's ever happened to us. And <laughs> I don't, I, I don't remember who, like, fired the first shot. But eventually, all of us were just posting, like, shrimp-related things. Um, I think I, I, I must have linked the actual shrimp cam site somewhere in the flurry of all of this. But, um, all of us were posting about shrimp, and then the other people on our timeline very quickly picked up on the fact that there were lots of shrimp emojis landing on their feed. <laughs> people started asking, what's up with the shrimp posting? What has Wet Dry World cooked up today? Why are they doing this again? <laughs> I started sending links to my Discord. So it's not necessarily a private Discord, but it is very much kind of like a friend community, I would say. So I don't, sure. I don't like have the link out like super publicly uh you can sure. find it like whatever um but i i i private messaged a bunch of people links to the server and by the three hour mark we had gained i think 12 new people which was i think a record because the server consists of like just a little over 100 people at the moment um and that hundred was accrued since like 2017 or something. So that <laughs> took a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know a bunch of people joined and our VC, I had a screenshot of it. The general voice chat well, first, uh, the, the channel had been renamed from general to shrimperal. Um, <laughs> and we had, I think at peak 16 people in there, five of which were streaming. Um, and we were all just, shrimp posting for like three hours but by the time it had died down this is the thing that was really cool about it by the time it died down the like you know people who got bored eventually left or like had to go to sleep or whatever but the rest of us that were still there we just started like chatting we were just hanging out and it was actually a super awesome time um i had pointed out to zare who's like one of the few um like Actually, I think the only like higher up admin on the Discord because they are one of my oldest friends, at least on on Discord. Um, we were both kind of reminded from back. This was earlier in my YouTube days. We had met mutually through a community Discord, uh, not my own, by some music producer. <clears throat> um, 
the whole server was very kind of like just general whatevers, you know? It wasn't particularly sure. focused on music. Um, what had happened in those early days, because I was making YouTube content, um, I had, you know, slowly gotten to know people on there, got very like friendly and whatever. And then eventually, you know, every once in a while, because we were young, stupid teenagers for the most part, we were just shitposting every once in a while and we just like suddenly spark up some dumb meme that would last for a couple hours but it would be like really really dense for uh for those few hours um and it really took us back to you know back in those days where we were just like on this small time server and we were just posting absolute garbage and just having a laugh and it's like we haven't had that exact kind of experience in a while because Nowadays, all the shenanigans that happen are, well, on my server, where it was probably my fault anyway, so it's a fairly controlled <laughs> environment. But it's, it's the fact that it was like in this more open space where kind of everyone is just bearing witness to it. We did have on that old server one memory that just came to mind. Um, I don't remember exactly why, but I had been given this like trusted role. Um, it wasn't like admin necessarily. But one of the cool permissions that that role had was the ability to change nicknames. So what had happened was I went and, uh, the, oh yeah, there, there was this bit going on or something. Is that why I'm Yasween? No, the Tim Sweeney stuff was wet dry. Um, oh, no, right, no, this, okay. this is back in the, this is like, oh God, 2015, 16-ish, I think. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I'd been given right, some right. role. I was able to change nicknames. And there was some joke. It was revolving around like an even older alias I had. Uh, people had this like spin-off name. It's like The Squad or something, but it was like named after me at the time. Um, and I don't know exactly why I did this. I certainly didn't think it was a good idea, but I didn't necessarily think it was a bad enough idea to not do it. I had, as a bit, gone through i think the nearly two three hundred people on that discord server and renamed every single one of them to some parody of my name meshed in with theirs oh my god so like all of them had that kind of a name and it just became this huge bit like everyone who was in on the joke and there were a couple that were had changed their profile pictures to match mine and it's at a certain point you couldn't tell who was who in the voice chat anymore <laughs> while this is going on it was just hectic nonsense and it was super fun and there was something about the shrimp incident that just really reminded me of that now at the same time full disclosure i don't necessarily condone spamming feeds but everyone was in on the bit for this one so it was okay it's <laughs> <laughs> the only time when it's okay where in hindsight nobody got hurt <laughs> um yeah no the, the shrimp incident that was great, and it was a very recent That's one. True, the Tim true. Sweeney incident is also a high contender. I gotta say, how many of those have there been? I'm pretty incident? sure there's chapters of the Sweeney. Isn't incident. isn't like a constant? Like, okay, so uh, you gotta you gotta explain Tim Sweeney stuff to me, guys, because is is that <laughs> oh is that recent? God. Like, is that has that always been a wet dry so, thing? The Tim Sweeney stuff has been ongoing for ages. I'd say, I'm not even sure who started it at this point, but it's just the fact that. 
fucking Tim Sweeney's Twitter profile picture is so bastardly low quality. It's just <laughs> awful. It's just like, why are you representing yourself with something this like low quality and so retro, guys? So like genuinely, we'll just... if you are if you don't believe us, go to twitter.com slash Tim Sweeney Epic and just it is actual pixels. Like, I remember when I saw the, like, repost on Fetty, I was like, oh, okay, they, like, put that, like, they downscaled this and then re-upscaled it, and then that was, okay, like, the you know, funny this, bit. This... No, it's actually just pixels. Not blurry pixels, sharp it... pixels. This makes it much, much funnier <laughs> for me, because I just assume that this is, like, a low-res image that you guys had to just no, like it's the original plot, photo he uses the original. that's the original that's the original one that makes everything so much more fun i gotta check if his linkedin guy, has that this oh, guy Christ. is like one of the most powerful people in in gaming, in gaming at least he's kind of like the the walmart at uh walmart gabe newell <laughs> he's 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 the, <laughs> the i think gabe, uh, fucking, oh, the gabe yeah. newell you get from tamu right <laughs> He is uh, also regarded as quite uh, uh terrible. quite a veteran not terrible, but just a veteran complainer. Um he does complain so I too, think yeah, yeah. I think people just have kind of like little regard for him, so the bit just persists. He he's just like he's not particularly like he is just a CEO yeah. of a corporation. It's just that like elements of like like <clears throat> He he is he is like as bad as any other corporate CEO. It's just that his position and his company are just very, you know, memeable. Yeah. Okay. It occurs to me. I don't think Tim Sweeney has a LinkedIn page. Not necessarily like he needs one. So I kind of can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I think the- just over time the like. I, I, people just started laughing at the profile picture and the shit posting just got more abstract. Like, we would just say, like, oh, I'm Tim Yasweeney, guys. Yeah, people just it put Tim Sweeney into everything. Any chance you have something, Tim Sweeney will be made into it. If you have a favorite song, fuck you, that's now Tim Sweeney. Um, okay, and then that, ex- that extended a- then to Epic Games and Fortnite. So like we'll yeah. just shove Fort and Knight and Epic and Mega Games into as many things as <laughs> the like, Epic mentally Mega Games possible. Things is so funny because I'm old enough to actually remember Epic Mega Games. Oh my so gosh, it's it's funny to me in that sense. Also, no one on Wet Dry World has has made Tim Watermelon yet. Tim, Watermelon. I specifically asked you guys. To Tim, interesting. So. Epic Mega Games will make this change. <laughs> like like I, I made a post the other day about what about Tim Sweeney or Wet Dry World or whatever and I and I quoted myself and saying, Why has none of you made Tim Oh, that's right. I was talking about old text and I said that oh. um Wet Dry World has a seventy percent plus rate of old text on images. Yeah, we're like one like of the best, which is like really cool like, actually. Versus like five percent like something like collect collectiva. And I, and I said in my comment this means that images of Tim Sweeney turning into a watermelon have more accessibility than the anarchist posts on Collectiver. Oh my and then god! I commented you're saying, right. And I commented saying, "Why has none? Why have none of you wet, dry, wild folks made Tim Sweeney into a watermelon yet? I have given you the opportunity to prove me right. If there are any wet, dry folks listening to this podcast, you must make the Tim watermelon, please, oh for god. me." 
I'm gonna DM the person that owns the Tim Sweeney Epic account on Wet Dry World this immediately after. This I is get a off. trade secret. No one else is allowed <laughs> to know who runs Tim Sweeney Epic. I did make a joke. I don't remember who it was to. I think it might have been a week or so ago. I think it was someone asking, like, you know, what the hell is the Tim Sweeney Epic account? You know, what are they doing? And I had made some reply along the lines of like, we don't know why he's here. He showed up one day, he won't leave, so we just come to accept that. And Tim Sweeney does the things that he does, and that's just how it is. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) So, the the next question is from... uh, I'm trying to read the emoji. It's... uh, the next question is from Neocat Floof Necromancer Elk at which is at elk at tech.lgbt. Uh, given we just experienced the shrimp incident, should we be more fearful of Melon Cafe in future? And to Yassi, how do you feel about the Yogg's cast ripping off your podcast name? Um, <laughs> I feel terrible. Like, why would they do that to me? Like, the Yass cast has existed before the Yogg's cast. Um and you know it's it's terrible they did that to me. I will uh I will make a H bomber style video accusing <laughs> them of plagiarism. What I find and hilarious I is also... Yogg's cast official podcast is called the Yogg Pod, so it's not even like resemblance. <laughs> 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 okay, so so here's the thing. When I when I started this venture, um, I did have a few names in mind. Um, obviously I went with Yaskaz, but it was going to be Yaspod, um, Pod Pod Yast. I think um, I remember and, uh, hearing, like, yeah, podcasted somewhere. And then there's, there's a, like another option, which obviously was so bad that I've excised it from my memory. Um, but I think Yaskast is probably best because one, siblings, and two, podcast is such a weird thing to say. It doesn't sound does not quite right. roll off the tongue. No, it's a rejected should, Apple so- product. <laughs> <laughs> so should we be more faithful at Melon Cafe in future? Very. I, I, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Very, very afraid. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in there too. As, as the owner of Melon Cafe, um, we are not on a list yet, <laughs> which is good because they don't know about the things. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. Okay. Cool. We're um, <laughs> not on a list yet. Yet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Trust you. You guys are associated with me. Remember? So you're already like on like halfway down. Yeah, we're we're like halfway on a list for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, because because we're related and stuff. Wet right? dry so... world most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> because as as we all know, like my my sins are your sin. <laughs> Wanted, defederated, or alive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the, 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 oh god, there are so many fucking questions here. <laughs> Why am I so pop? Um, so next question is from Mia, who is at Moshiba at Ambrosia. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna power through these, man. Like, uh, <laughs> any fashion recommendation? Answers. Any fa- fashion recommendations? I love to know your oars. Uh, my recommendation is to dress comfortably, uh, use cl- colorful clothing, I suppose. Uh, use matching clothing, use simple styles, uh, because they generally match easier. Um, and generally try and stick with stuff that 
doesn't may not be in style but isn't necessarily out of style for example jeans jeans are never always in style but they're never out of style and that makes their your clothes they're always perfectly neutral exactly so you want to you want to go for a style that's like a tip that's typically like yourself without being too on the trend because that way it has longevity and also really don't go for like fast fashion stuff because that one that falls apart and two like you should kind of wear clothes that that you'll wear until they wear out like just by being on you you know in fact i should like recalibrate my wardrobe because i have not bought any new clothes in like three years and i should buy some new ones but yeah that's my that's my fashion yeah uh, take so i definitely agree dress comfortably first and foremost imo i mean i'm not like i don't consider myself to be a fashionista by any means i've only in the past few years been getting a like a grasp on you know how to dress myself appropriately um my wardrobe actually still needs a little bit of redoing but i don't have the money for that right now um <laughs> like currently i mean i've i've just been at home today so like i am in pajamas with this like nice big kind of like blanket gown situation going on i'm cozy as hell i'm actually a little bit too warm i might want to take this off later but um for outdoorsy wear um I mean, yeah, dress comfortably as well. I could definitely agree with the jeans there. Um, my mm-hmm. personal fashion style, I haven't quite nailed it down yet, but I can say that I do really like the vibe of, um, I believe it's the 13th Doctor in Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Mm-hmm. I really like that vibe. That, That's a, that is very you. It's a that cool vibe. Uh, I actually got this kind of like, a long-ish like coat from the women's section kind of recently while I was doing Christmas shopping and it's just nice it's like it's kind of bulky it feels sort of heavy but not too heavy and it I well I haven't tested it like properly outdoors um I can say that it is pretty good wind breaking which you know adds to comfort I don't have constant cold winds blowing on me all the time pockets oh my god optimize for pockets if you can I was about to completely miss one of the most critical points i i like utility wear uh i like utility in general over like a function over form for a lot of stuff form if you can manage it is awesome but i uh i would struggle to go out without at least a pocket on me it would be rough yep that's fair enough and um may I don't May? have enough life you? experience to answer this question, really. That's fair enough. I don't. I don't know much about. Yeah, fashion. yeah, yeah. I mean, like you two, you two are pretty early on in your, yeah. uh, in your, in your My fashion journey. career, and it was obviously in your transition too, right? Yeah. So you can't yeah. forget that. But you, you'll, you'll learn like what works for you and what doesn't. Like obviously, with me. I mean, I tend to wear brightly colorful clothes with like crosses or stripes or mm. single colors or, or things like velvet or things like cloth, for example, because um, that generally works well on me kind of thing. So that's like my style. It's, it's very, you know, dream pop is what Jessica calls it. I like I the idea of fashion being a very, a very personal choice. It is a form of self-expression, basically. It's decorating yourself in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And especially as you guys are going through your transition, you know, I feel like you'll you'll find your style as you develop your identity kind yeah. of thing. Like like, you know, like uh, if you want to consider like a 
prototypical style choice. And for example, Jessica, again, um, she would wear blacks and stuff early on in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And now she's kind of branched out to more colorful stuff. So she obviously still wears blacks a lot, but you know, there's, there's, you can change, swap and change, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. That's the beauty with clothing is that it, it, you can change it whenever you want. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, next question is from uh, my a good friend, Experiences International, who is at Experiencer at Lethal Lava, Lava Land, which is, of course, the sister instance to wetdry.org. Yeah, Lethal Lava. Uh, represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SM again. He's he's truly he's truly a Chad, I think. We Essam. love Essam. We love him. Right. With the naming with the naming of this episode's mm-hmm. name, can we ask whether one of you actually appreciated Windows 8.1? Underrated in my honest opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think Windows 8.1 was a fairly decent OS. I think it was a good step up from Windows 8. And I think it, it was a good kind of middle ground. I think when they moved to Windows 10, it the, the things that were good about Windows 8.1 were kind of tossed away, especially with like the live tiles and with the the kind of the the way it was set up for touchscreens, but also like some of the other stuff, like just how the color scheming worked and the uniqueness of it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, did you guys know mm-hmm. that you could install apps onto 81 PCs? Uh, 81, just in case you had 81. PCs just just uh, oh, if only I had AC1 on. PCs if only I had space for AC1 PCs <laughs> if I had space for AC1 PCs I would actually probably have 81 PCs there is one person we know who has space for 81 PCs <laughs> imagine if you got to like your 82nd PC and like god damn I run out of usable slots on my Microsoft account damn it whatever will I do oh that's that's but, bizarre uh, do you guys even did you guys even use Windows 8.1? So, um, my history with Windows is interesting. We started with XP. That when I was born, that was what was on pretty much all of the family computers. So XP right. has a very very special place in my heart, which is why um, for those who follow me on Fetty, not too long ago, uh, I did yes, right. I spun up a Windows XP VM and I finally got GPU pass through working, so I can game on that thing. That's real <laughs> cool. Um, of course I put in a VM because I also wholly intend on just like trashing it on occasion and reinstalling from scratch would be a huge pain. Uh, so just rolling from backup is easier, but, uh, yeah, no XP. I have a lot of fondness for what had happened was we had, we'd moved house. We didn't have space for a lot of those computers. So a lot of them, uh, a lot of them were also just old and we weren't able to maintain them properly. Um, Mm -hmm. so we end up getting rid of a lot of them. And I think around when, um, I think we had like a main PC of sorts. Um, oh yeah, I think we were like loaning a Mac mini or something. So I was on Mac OS. I think it was Snow Leopard at the time. <clears throat> and I needed, at a certain point, uh, was it my mom had actually signed me up for a, uh, coding club that was being run like after oh, hours cool. at, uh, one of our local schools. So I went over there, but I needed a laptop for it. So my mom was also able to source as a as a loan off a family friend. This um, I still cherish it to this day. Unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. Um, this like black MacBook. It was like Ooh. one of the few black plastic MacBooks they ever released because they found it very quickly. People don't actually like buying plastic MacBooks for the most part. People like the nice <laughs> metal sheen ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that that I'd had for 
a good while, a couple of years, I think. And it was also running Snow Leopard, so that was like super nostalgic to me as well. Um, but what had happened was that laptop carried me through the Vista and Windows 7 generations. Ah. So whenever people go on like really nostalgic about 7, it's cool to watch from afar, but I just don't have a crazy affiliation with it. So I'm one of, I think, very few people in, in like the grand scheme of things that doesn't really have many memories of Windows 7. It looks cool. But that's about all I could say about it. I can't attest to how it is to use or anything like that. <clears throat> Though I hear it's great. But it carried me through that until I think the battery was suffering from spicy pillow syndrome. And oh the charging circuit was also failing. So the laptop was not able to charge anymore and could not run off wall power properly. At a certain point, we just consider the thing dead and i wasn't able to repair it at the time i didn't have the expertise so unfortunately we had to i ended up like scrapping it for parts which feels really bad now i totally could have repaired it now but in hindsight you know um but what i had then uh been given it was like i think early birthday gift maybe because my laptop had been busted um i had gotten a lenovo g500 laptop that came with a copy of Windows 8.1. Ah. So that was how I got back into Windows, having completely leapfrogged 7, having thankfully not dealt with the catastrophe <laughs> that was Windows 8. <clears throat> so 8.1, from my point of view, I mean, it seems like it was a pretty good, I guess, bouncing back point from Windows 8 from everything that 8 tried to do the the whole thing of like trying to make every computer a tablet was a little bit what would be the word optimistic and very ambitious very ambitious very very ambitious for sure ignoring the fact that like you know tablet PCs were kind of fresh on the market and everyone else was for the most part still rolling you know a normal desktop or a laptop with no mm-hmm. touchscreen so a lot of the touchscreen stuff just didn't make sense I don't have a crazy soft spot for the live tiles. Um, I remember I used them for a while on Windows 10, but I, 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 by use them, I mean I just kind of kept them there. I never really actually used live tiles. Usually the apps that I actually wanted to access, I would just access through the normal app selector or yeah, my taskbar. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was it was all right it was also eight and i had heard about all of the terrible things with eight and then i was experiencing you know there were still some not great parts of windows 8 that oh, still existed sure, in 8.1 sure. of course when the beta rolled out for windows 10 i immediately jumped on it and mm. i never ended up looking back windows 10 has been really solid for me i have now upgraded to 11 after many years with 10 11's fine, but my system like fully supports it, so I haven't had huge issues with it. Yep, yep, yep. I was annoyed they removed the volume mixer, but now they brought the volume mixer back, so sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when Windows 11 Windows 11 is is I feel like a very nice coat of paint over Windows 10. It is I find it unfortunate that they've been trying to cram AI stuff into it, but like I said oh, earlier God, in the yeah. show, like you look, they're gonna keep shoving it into more and more things. Windows 12, now that they're they're back to doing um, 
like regular releases. It seems like what I they're doing. Like Windows 10 is going to be the last of a yeah. Windows OS. They were we'll convinced like this would be it, but then they realized no, this actually doesn't really work for us. So I think they're going back to what they did with like Windows XP, Vista, and Seven, where they just do a regular like big theme release, basically, uh, and then just like patches uh, throughout. But um. What is it? Windows 12 will probably have a whole bunch of AI garbage, probably way more AI garbage than is already in 11. Honestly, I don't see it living past that, though. I think mm -hmm. 13 will probably dial it back. <clears throat> it might be an optional feature. If we're lucky, it might be on device, at least. Like, hardware will surely be like powerful enough to support that, at least on uh, most newer machines, uh, just to mm -hmm. run all the, like, I don't know, if you just want like to talk to bing or something oh they're renaming it to copilot now aren't they because they like really yep. like that name it's not bing anymore it's just gonna be copilot yeah it'll be here for a while and then hopefully it'll be gone soon that's basically my mentality with that yeah 8.1 was all right it was it, it did me well for the time that i had it i think i had some issues with like software support in some areas mm -hmm. Because 8, in general, suffered from a lot of what Vista did in terms of a lot of people really didn't want to use it. Oh yeah, people don't really want to use it, so um, what will happen is people who are making hardware, say anything from as simple to like your microphone to your display. Uh, uh, oh. oh, are we good? Yep. Cool. Uh, hardware <clears throat> test. Oh yeah. Um... Uh, like anything for, from as simple as like say your microphone to your display to your keyboard or touchpad driver it's the drivers um people who are manufacturing this stuff they aren't going to make drivers for machines that nobody wants to use so mm -hmm. what happens is you know you go from windows 7 the super stable base which has matured a lot over the years and has a bunch of drivers <clears throat> a bunch of driver support to a system that I don't know how much under the hood stuff they changed, but they certainly did a lot under the hood, and it was kind of half-assed. We still have the old control panel today in Windows 11, for example. They have not finished yep. like that transition at all for some reason. <clears throat> but um, uh, yeah, you you move from Windows 7 to Windows 8, and suddenly like software supports really spotty all of a sudden. So a lot of shit just doesn't work sometimes and that wasn't necessarily a fault of windows 8 but it was caused by the other faults of windows 8 mm -hmm. so it's like it was a whole thing it's generally okay though so um whereas ari basically used a mac for a while i my childhood was basically the exact inverse i basically have only used windows up until this year i used seven like a lot i have never ever actually used eight or 8.1 to this day even in like a vm i've never used it you were spared i heard, oh. <laughs> I heard that it was a thing and it flopped and that's probably the reason why i didn't use it but it's like i just never had a device that i used it on because all my pcs were like hand-me-down like right, free things right, sure. that you'd get so i was running seven on them because you know didn't want to like upgrade especially that people were saying it was shit <laughs> um and i didn't know any better but basically i never used eight or 8.1 i only ever used seven 
Mm-hmm. And when 10 was like in pre-release, I was like, I really wanted 10. I was like so early on downloading Windows 10. Like, was I I've July just... 2015, roughly when I got on the program for that? You might have been similar then if you got on like yeah. as soon as it launched. Mm-hmm. I can remember mm-hmm. I was like when I was, <laughs> this was like I don't know how old I was, but I, like I was talking about it with my dad. Probably at the was time. ten. <laughs> I probably was ten. I can say that it was hated. I I, I can justify that people hated it for reasons. <laughs> Let's say that that's my that's my take on it. Essentially, okay. that's fair enough. All right, we we are coming up to this is going to be the longest episode I've ever produced. Um, so I think I think it's a good this time to wrap it up. Sucks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You you done a long run rather than a speed run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to wrap up here. If you guys are, are happy to wrap up here. Um, I don't. Know, uh, maybe we can knock out one more uh, question. One more question. Yeah, one more question. Let's go. One okay. More. Okay. Sure. One more question. All right. Uh, okay. If you guys actually, if you guys want to pick a question each. Oh, I gotta pull up the Fetty. Don't get distracted by your notifications. <laughs> oh, My no. notifications are plentiful. It's gonna be very difficult to ignore. No, just last night I was like, okay, it's two a.m. It's time to wrap up and go to sleep because I was, I was, you know, naturally dicking around with some techie thing, um, and I was like, okay, it's two in the morning. It's time to go to sleep, and then I checked Fetty. And then I looked back at the clock and it was three in the morning. <laughs> I just went to check my notifications. I ended up in like, I think, four different conversation threads. I do like the one question from, from Neon. Uh, Neon at catgirl.center. Okay, would the next uh, 14 episodes be called 10, 1507, 1507, 1607? Yeah. <laughs> just riffing on the, on the Windows naming schemes over the past couple of years. The answer is, um, we'll see, I think, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Might be difficult to do the um, 20-something, H-something ones, because I would imply that you're making one podcast a year, or half a year. <laughs> <clears throat> you could just decide, no, I don't feel it. One every six months now. One every six months would do, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, How much yes I think we did. Yes, Chuck, Chuck, if yes, Chuck could Chuck, yes. This is a question for you, yes. I think that might be a question for you, yes. Why is it a question for me? Just because of the word this yes. Is, this is my <laughs> podcast now. We're taking control. <laughs> That's the plot twist. This what? is, is Makeup. Welcome to the Aryan Makeup. This <laughs> is how crap, it's always what? been from the beginning. <laughs> we have nearly <laughs> been the puppet masters behind the scenes all along. We write the script. <laughs> No. This is scripted? Oh god. <laughs> you're telling, you know, you're telling me the they last... were paid to read this? <laughs> don't, don't you know, I've scripted everything on the Fediverse, according to Gamer. Oh, That's what we discussed dead last internet episode. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> dead, dead internet theory. Oh, that's Every, cool. Everything, everything on the Fedi has been written by me. Dude, if, if Wet Dry World doesn't break dead internet theory, holy shit. <laughs> Some psychopath uh, is a... writing this script. <laughs> the answer to the question by a silly guy who is at tech.lgb. You got every syllable in there, right? Yep, yeah. Cool, cool. The answer is one. That makes sense. Interesting. Why? Elaborate. No. This is an example question. I shrinkly will not. 
I, I, I simply will not. You, you can shut down like any arguments by just making your point again and then saying it's as shrimple as that. <laughs> it's as shrimple as that. It's not clamp cooking. <laughs> okay, great. You've picked both your questions. Um, so that's yeah. fantastic. Oh, no, we missed one. Uh, from Luna, who is at Luna at Luna.place. Oh, well, we only answered the first question. Uh, and the second question we've actually already answered by you posting the words meow. So great, we've answered, well, we've yeah. answered every question. I can answer that That's one. fantastic. Yeah, nice. That's great. Uh, apologies to anyone we have missed. There are a lot of questions and it is like three hours into this episode. So, <laughs> but, uh, Are we the yeah. record? I looked at the average yes. runtime and I don't oh think gosh. any of them have lasted this long. <laughs> No, the longest so far has been Judah, which is like three and a half hours. Um, and and this is like the second longest time to first question Good as grief. well. So so, so clearly great, we great. all need to sit here twiddling our thumbs for the next half hour, and then we'll make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Harry. I, listen, I invest lots of venture capital. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that bigger is better. Hundred percent of the time, nothing has ever gone wrong from rapid expansion. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> Stop talking. What is happening? What is what is happening, God? We have devolved. This is this is getting so bad. I'm, I'm gonna, you haven't evolved, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you've been bought out. We're owned by Epic Megacorp now. <laughs> Fuck it out! <laughs> oh. No, I don't want to be in Fortnite. <laughs> no way! They've added Yasin. We, to we need to now make the edit. Yasin is in Fortnite. Holy crap! <sighs> <laughs> it's been it's been absolutely lovely to have both of you guys on here. It's been lovely yeah. being here. It's it's, it's only great. gone well. It has, it has only gone well. Yeah. It has gone the best it could ever do with inviting you two on here, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I have been Yasin, who is at Yassi underscore J at 0w0.is. And this has been Ari and May. You can support this show by the links below in the uh, description or to the side. It depends on what platform you're using. There's a text box. It's called description. It has links in there. Click them. Give me some money because I need to buy cakes and whatever, right? This episode has been written. No, not written. I keep saying written every You're telling me people were paid to read this? <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode was directed very loosely, produced <laughs> also very loosely, um, and edited very heavily by me, Yasin. This episode was mixed and mastered by a gamer who is gamer at Bungie, Bungie, Bungle.online. Today's guests have been none other than Ari. Hello. And May. Hi. And this is a good night from me. And good night from... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode was filmed directly inside your uh, central nervous system please we're do your mind clean out we're we're inside we're inside your mind right now we're forming right inside your pituitary gland naturally <laughs> naturally the the end <laughs> <laughs>